I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefris Initiative. And you're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco. All things reptile related. And the people who love them. As part of the Herpeticulture Network. Dude's always late. Hitting the button. Hit it. Dude can't even show up to his own podcast on time. Every week, man. Ugh. We're just kidding. I have no idea where Phil is, actually. I haven't gotten a text from her or anything saying, I'm running a few minutes late. He may have been kidnapped. That's a possibility. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But here we are. It's episode 166 of Snakes and Stogies, which is brought to you by Fulvius Apparel. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, FulviusApparel.com. Uh, and then BlackBoxCages.com. You need a rack, you need a cage. Hit up Jen and Clint. Um, get in touch if you have any questions. Use the code THN at checkout if you end up buying anything. Save yourself a little bit of money. Uh, and then the fine folks who are now newly married as of yesterday, Puget Sound Pythons, Jeff and Kendra, very good people. Follow them, stay in the loop. Not sure exactly with the wedding and stuff, what they had planned as far as the season goes. Um, but if you follow them, you'll, you'll know. And there he is. Hello. Do I have this though? set up right to where I'm? Nope. I gotta move Matt over here, and then I need to. I need to change. Sorry, man. How do I edit this? There we go. You're late. Story of my life. <laughs> and Smitty, there we go. Boop. What's happening? The Gendra R1. That is right. What did I miss, boys? Nothing. Just the intro stuff. Man, look at this. Matt's in the Carolinas for 24 hours, and he's already got a freaking Ganyasoma t-shirt on. (laughs) I had. He needed a medium, and I just happened to have one medium left. And I was like, those those ones are comfortable. That shirt in particular is super comfortable. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Crazy comfortable. It's it's very soft and cozy. I want more of them. Speaking of soft and cozy, what's it like having him sit next to you? He's in the flesh. He's in. He's in the studio. It's cool. I, you know, I was thinking about it the other day because I was thinking about when we had like Tim Morris and Doc Wyman and like all the uh, the people that have happened to like come by and and actually do episodes with us like in person. I need yeah. to have something that like they sign, like a, a I don't know, like I got this thing from Brahms. I should get like a, a metallic sharpie or something, and have people just start signing yeah. the back of it because it's you know it's oh absolutely that's perfect. Back. Yeah, you gotta have or gotta have even me. on the front, like somewhere on on here. Yeah, because you, you got me, you got Dominique, you yep. got Doctor Messenger. I don't think we didn't do a show with. I mean, he's there. Him. He was here. Yeah, he he was there. That counts, I guess. That yeah. counts. Justin Olson. 
So you can't Ryan, forget Pete Call. Pete, Pete Call. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Ryan Reed. Ryan Reed. Jake. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget Jake. <laughs> what's uh what's been going on down yonder? Nothing, man. I'm tired. Been working, going crazy. So and uh a public service announcement. Um it doesn't matter. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying okay. I don't know what whatever your PSA is. It's... <laughs> it, yeah. Public service announcement. Um, it doesn't matter how long you've been keeping reptiles and amphibians. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. It doesn't matter what books you read. It doesn't matter what lectures you listen to. Be mindful of the animals in your collection. And if you notice something doesn't seem right don't just chalk it up to eh, 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 it's having a bad day Re read your animals listen to your animals um i had a wrinkles die and an adult male oh. and this is an animal that i've had for it, two years i got him july of 21 and uh it just out of the blue and he hadn't eaten the last two times i tried to feed him and i shouldn't i should have noticed something i shouldn't notice something was off and i should have i should have paid more attention and i can only chalk that up to my own fault for not reading the animal so it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this it doesn't matter how good you think you are or how good you want to be read your animals listen to your animals they'll tell you without talking and i mean was I it just like regular just like refusal like nothing yeah it was it was i'm gonna kill it and leave because i feed live with them um mm -hmm. and uh i'm gonna kill it and leave it there and i said all right you know what let me let me give him a day or two to let that thing in there maybe he'll eat it in a day or two because i mean they do they eat anything they can find in the wild you know it doesn't matter if it's carrion or not um and i came in and he's dead and the entire container smelled horrible and i can only chalk that up to poor ventilation and i have noticed this before and i had i've had other animals that suffered from poor ventilation and it's not gonna happen again you know and uh it was gut-wrenching to say the least so yeah yeah oh, man i i can understand that and i just i also feel yeah. like but all that uh yeah you know, when you think you're it's when you think you're in the clear like that yeah that it's yeah. like well what what the fuck you know yeah man like i was i was like man i really want to put some weight on him this summer because i'd like to try and it was one of my one of the adult males i was going to pair up in in the fall so not going to happen and and i i, I want to put this out there because nobody talks about this stuff and i feel like nowadays you know us uh, um, NPR, PH, <laughs> Herb Talk Radio, like we're voicing more truth than fluff, and I just I want to keep that going. So, you know, it, yeah. it, you, you got to hear about the the falls as well as the the rises, and uh, yeah, we learn from our mistakes. So that episode with uh, that project Herb did with Rob. Oh, fantastic. Bobby Pebbles was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, yeah. That guy, man, I just. He talks, I listen, you know. 
Well, now you got to make the fucking shirt. You got to make the shirt. I keep meaning to and then wearing it. Yeah, Fulvius Apparel has no excuse for not making the Robstone is my hero shirt. It has to happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you kind of got to do that, Smitty. In stone we trust. In stone we trust. Underneath. Well, on a lighter note, what are we smoking, boys? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, little does he know, I laced it with PCP. Oh man, it's gonna be a great show. Yeah, you like to yeah, get. He wet. got the uh, Antonio, Connecticut. Nice. Um, wait, what? Yeah. Um, Nobody's getting wet. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it maybe <laughs> in the morning with all the dew and stuff around here. Yeah, I'm anxious to get. Clearly, into, like, no one's the, the culture the shock of training day the flora and fauna i have but i don't remember it that much it's a great movie i think it's one of denzel's best hands down not a movie guy oh i know training day though come Come on on, man come on and uh lisa thank you very much i appreciate that and steve pool my brother from another mother i'm sorry bro he he just lost an apodora so i I feel i feel your pain man for real I'm, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. Felt that you... with, with Condros repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell oh, people Condros should come with a cup because it's like get ready oh, that's... in the nuts oh. repeatedly oh, that's... when you get into them. Man. Come with a free jock strap. <laughs> well, a little Condro face on it. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smiling. Speaking of Condro shirts, that one that you yeah oh, made yeah. today, this that thing, new one that I I made last night and printed today is like a like a prototype, just to see how well it would print. Sometimes I don't know. It's got a black box around it, which I did on a black shirt, which is stupid. I didn't think about that until I was actively printing it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's kind of pointless. But I wasn't initially going to put it on a black shirt. And I was going to put it on something else. So whatever. Um, I'm smoking uh Southern Draw Manzanita. Ooh. This was one of the the newer releases that they've put out in the last like year or two, and I had one when they first got them in. wasn't all that impressed with it, but they've had a nice time. This is like still the first box that that Raj got, so they've had time to sit there and and age a little bit. So I'm giving it a, a second second go. So far, it's pretty good. Let's see if his mic, if he, if he hits the mute button. You there? Oh, I hear Wait, him. There he is. All right. I was spinning for a minute there. Um, I was going to ask you, we always talk about the, the nice ambered cellophane. I'm going to start saving my cellophane that I get for the show to show people, you know, what it, what, it, what a good oily cellophane should look like. So. I have mine right here. Oh, excellent. Hoist it up to the camera. minimal to no ambering but that you know that doesn't you see it, it more with with oilier cigars like darker like maduros and things like that right. this is i forget what the wrapper is on this I have to yeah it's it's i think it's rare on a on a uh abano it's rare on a, a, a connecticut but still looking forward <clears throat> well i'm smoking a veterans of tobacco true believer in a snub nose these are the local guys by yeah. me. 
And uh, dude, I'm I'm really loving the the stuff they're putting out. I mean, I'm not a big. They do the pigtail thing, and that's why I was trying to burn the pigtail off. But but dude, they, they smell great. They they taste great. They draw really well. So rock and roll. Veterans. Yeah, I need to. I need to get. Do they sell online? Yeah. Now? Yeah. I'd have to snag me some. Give them a shot. I'm a, I'm gonna try and score like a box and bring it to Daytona. So I got 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 to hook up. You know. Oh, well, um, nothing really new going on here. That last, that smallest chondro from Luke that has been holding out forever on the color change in comparison to its clutch mate is finally going green and it's coming in hot. Uh, everything else in that clutch had already changed. Some of it went like black and then to green and then did some other really goofy stuff. This one, finally, I mean, that snake's, uh, I think it was a 2021, maybe a 22. And it's just now starting to change when everything else changed fairly early on. So for a while there, me and Luke were like, what the hell's going on? You know, it just stayed yellow or orange for a hot minute and didn't really uh, like change at all. It pretty much coasted at the same same shade for the longest time. And then it just recently within the last couple of days, it started turning green and it's starting from the back and working its way up and it's looking good. It changed quick, man. Yeah. Yeah. Some like, of them, man, there's, they're weird. Some of them will change really fast and then some of them will take forever. Some of them like you'll wake up and the next morning there'll be a completely different looking animal, like all kinds of just goofy stuff. There goes Phil. He'll be back. But you got to you got to see it firsthand. Yeah, I need to go back in there and look at it now because uh, I've only saw that picture, but or the reel that you posted. Mm-hmm. But I, I can, yeah, it was yellow. <laughs> yeah, and I like when they start to change like that. I like to like every morning before work go and take a video or a picture just to kind of document the the shift and stuff because it's kind of cool to see it happen. I guess in real time, more or less, and. It's pretty uh it's pretty cool to see it just like the wash just start and it just keeps going and saturates all the way up, you know. Forgive me if I missed this because my internet just conked out, but uh is this the one that you posted? Was it today or, or or okay, dude, that thing is coming in hot with the blue. Oof. Yeah, that's gonna be really interesting because I have two other condros from Luke that share the same mother. Uh, but the father of this one is a John Irby animal or a John Irby lineage, which is like crazy looking stuff. I think that the animal that produced the father to that animal is his name's Crazy Train, and he's a descendant of Soul Train. And it's just really wild looking stuff. I mean, Irby's undeniably got some of the best condors in the world, you know. and Nice. This one that that Luke had been raising up forever, he finally managed to get a get a lock and a clutch from it, and everything's been looking real good that everyone else has gotten from it. So, whether mine ends up being the most normal, average looking one of the bunch, like the genetics are still there, I'm not upset about it. Especially yeah. if you pair that to one of the you know half siblings or something, who knows what's going to happen? But don't even know if it's a male or female yet. Don't really care. It's still a chondro. I still love them. So. Yeah, man. 
rock and roll. But Matt here has been in the great state of South Carolina for several days now. Yeah, and several has days. Been taken all over our Jake stomping grounds more so in particular. Okay. He's been, it's like it's it's he went with he was with me was it yesterday or the day before? What is today? Monday? Monday. Today's Monday. It was yesterday, right? Because I No, it was Saturday. Saturday. It was Saturday. Um he went with me to my parents' house and uh you know, I showed him the, the rodent setup and stuff and like we went and flipped the tin and stuff that I have on the property and you know, we were walking by the there's like a overhang on a garage there that has the tractor and stuff and there was a broadheaded skink and for half a second I was like, Oh look a broadhead then I was like, Wait, Matt's never seen a broadhead. Look a broadhead. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. One little glimpse, but Yeah, yeah. Didn't stick around long. It counts. It counts. Yeah, it does count. I was like, it is just funny because it's like at first it's like, yeah, another broadhead, cool. And then it's like, wait a second, Matt doesn't like Matt's gonna see that and be like, what is it? Hundred percent. It's a broadhead. He gets to see his first broadhead. Uh, That was that was one of my favorite things for Jake to ask me was like, what do you want to find, dude? Yeah. Like, (laughs) uh, there's only one thing. There's only one thing you could put me on that I have. So everything's new, man. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Good. So now, forgive me if I'm if I'm prying too much but is this a scouting trip for your move or have you officially yeah, moved scouting trip for moving we were i didn't plan to actually make it this far without renting a house but uh we made it this far still don't have a house uh okay we, we wanted to look at the coast see if we wanted to be more coasts or more hills tennessee area um okay the hills in tennessee are just really 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 similar to like the black hills <laughs> they're <similar>. totally <laughs> different environments but they are literally like i woke up in the morning i was like man this i drove 16 hours at this point and i feel like i'm looking at the exact same thing just with broadleaf trees instead of needles like yeah, yeah. what this, part of tennessee was it in particular uh we went down through the smoky mountains on like the national park road that you don't have to pay for into cherokee mm-hmm. north carolina and then we stayed right by the pga golf course okay down there i've got so, family sort of west of nashville out there sort of in the middle of nowhere and i love it out there it's awesome but it's completely opposite from here so that's, for that's, me it's a big change but for you i'm sure it's like yeah, more the same it's all the same so then we made it to the coast and this is this is all different man oh yeah Heck yeah. <laughs> so now, so you and the missus came down and left the kids behind? or Oh, I wish, man. <laughs> I wish. Okay, wish that okay. that would have worked out. Nothing against the kids. Um, just traveling with five people in a truck. And I looked. I looked yeah. Three small people in a truck. Yeah. Too, of those yeah. five. Yeah. I looked before I came in and my trip meter for from when I left and said it. We're at 3,200 miles and wow. 200 gallons of gas. Oh, so wow. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's a lot. We're we're a long ways away. Well, that's from... why, like, yeah. I mean, if you're looking to move and stuff, it's kind of funny that you chose to like kind of you know drive because it's like there's a lot of real estate between there and here. Oh, to look we... at man. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is. But that was kind of the that's kind of the idea of it. At least yeah. you can, you know, I got to see the Smoky Mountains. Never been there. Mm-hmm. Well, I would go back. 
I I don't know if I want to live there unless like the right deal just pops up, right. which almost happened. Mm-hmm. Like the place we were staying at, they had they did rentals too. So they were like, "Oh, we have a rental right here for like in my budget." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll I'll take it. No. They want to do like Airbnb on it, so makes uh, more money. Yeah. Our next door neighbors was doing that for a while though and it was they I guess cut people deals if it was like a long-term thing. Like there was an elderly couple that stayed there for a couple months, I guess, cuz they were like snowbirds or something. And uh she cut them like they got a better rate, I guess, because they were there long term. But I'm sure that's a very different thing than like flat out renting indefinitely. Yeah. So. Well, and they, I guess last year they were making like, they had them booked out every single night for like three to five hundred bucks a night mm-hmm. and wow. all year long. And then this wow. year they can't even get them rented out for like two weekends a month. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. interesting. How much is the like collection and sort of like legislation side? Because I'm you mentioned you're like Georgia's out of the out of the running like yeah. from the jump. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Missouri's kind of out of the running from the jump because you can't have anything over eight feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't want that restriction put on me. Right. So yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um, I'd be okay if it was like Tennessee, you can't do any venomous except for native, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's pretty open. Yeah. I'd be okay with something like that. Now, did you like have an idea of the, some of the places you were looking or was this kind of like just wing it? Well, a little bit of just winging it here, Phil. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> But no, the whole idea is we can be anywhere as long as we're somewhat close to Charlotte because there's a direct flight from Charlotte to Rapid. Oh, okay. So we could put the kids on the plane and they'd take one plane, you know, no no layovers or anything. Yeah, that's good. So, that's good. so we just need to be yeah. close-ish to Charlotte. That was the whole goal. And then we get down here and yeah, it turned into a lot more land to cover than I thought. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you're but still, I mean, it, Charlotte's still, you know, you're not far from, no. like, it's, I think, like, a four-hour drive from here to, no, to four Charlotte. Half, okay. Four, four, four and, and a half, half yeah. something like that. Not horrible. But it's a lot longer when you decide to try to go down the coast from Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my dumb mistake there. I made a lot of dumb driving mistakes. I don't Leo's. not think it's 3,200 miles from here to my house. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, like up to columbia and then you just kind of jet yeah i haven't been to columbia man columbia tennessee there's a ton of columbia's right they're like a columbia missouri too i think so yeah so were you avoiding going like looking out west oh we want the humidity man we want that it's dry there like kelly got out of the shower today and like five minutes later she's like i'm still wet that's nice (laughs) so like i don't know your hair feels better my skin's not dry it's just it gets worse oh i know (laughs) i know east river south dakota is humid man that's really that's really wetlands too it's just different i think i hit more bugs in south dakota than i've hit anywhere else though 
it was buggier there than it is here. Mm-hmm. So you live in East in East River, South Dakota? No, I live in the Black Hills. What's the town? Spearfish. Spearfish. I just got super curious because I happen to have Smitty's address saved. So it would be... That's creepy. <laughs> it would be if you were driving... I have to show me how to save addresses, Phil. It would be one day and two hours straight, which would be 1,800... Yep. And 42 miles. Yeah. So we put an extra thousand miles on of touring then. Yeah. Yeah. Which For is sure. crazy. Crazy. With... Like looking looking at the line on a map is pretty intense, bro. <laughs> well, you gotta think about like the the first part of that drive from South Dakota to like north of Springfield, because we didn't go through KC, we went south a little bit further. Because uh, we have family down there, but like that—that okay. that is a twelve-hour drive. So like I, we leave at like eight, nine o'clock at night, and then we've just covered half of the trip essentially yeah. in one go. So the then the rest of the trip was kind of spaced out and slow because that's where we were looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much a, of it? How much of it was just straight highway? Um. A good chunk. Oh, no, because when we went through Missouri, we didn't take the highway because we were out in the middle of nowhere. We hit like four states getting to Tennessee. Oh, wow. We went, yeah, we got, went down into Arkansas, Missouri, through Memphis. We were going to do like the pyramid that's in Memphis, um, but we didn't have time. That's the thing that I can say for a fact. I would do it slower if I did it again. To like be able to check stuff out. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like two hundred miles a day, max. Yeah, not not four. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just interesting to me because like I, I have family in Philly, and it, my I used to go up there at least once a year to visit family, and I have. It's oh, bad, man. bad film night. That makes me real sad. If it ain't him, it's usually me. Like we're we, that was like we passed, from... we passed this curse on to one another. Am I back? Yeah, uh, maybe. Aud- audibly, yes. Visually, you're still frozen and staring very condescendingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can hear me. What was the last thing you heard me say? You were going to Philly. Oh, yeah. So I used to go up to Philly at least once a year to visit family, and I would try and do it in under 16 hours. And it it, it would usually be 16, 16 and a half, something like that. But if I do that same stretch, I can almost make it to Matt's house if I go yeah. the opposite direction. So, yeah, to me, that's just crazy. You know what I mean? And yeah. and look, looking at the map, it looks so much farther away going to the Black Hills than it does just cruising straight up the East Coast. So, hmm. I don't know. but he's uh, Jake's put him on all kinds of cool stuff, man. Heck yeah, nice. It's, I've seen a bunch of stuff I've never even seen, so it's great. Some copperheads, which no one here cares, but dude, that's... I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a copperhead in the wild. Really, which really, still really. Blows my that, mind. Okay, they don't live by me. <laughs> oh. 
that makes sense though yeah i'm 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 seven hours away from a copperhead regardless of you know which direction i go in <laughs> which is That's... really surprising because you would think they do really well down there like everything else does yeah it's just it's too i think it's too humid to be honest i don't know it's got something to do with it they just they don't they don't cross that parallel Man, I wish you had seen that one that I pulled out of that garden netting the other day. I, I think the babies that we found rival that. They were purple. Yeah. They were yeah, when they're straight up purple. Small like that, they definitely definitely are. And uh I don't that man, that that female I'm fairly certain was was pregnant. And that was a that was a big female compared to the other ones I've seen. Was a very decent sized copperhead, and, and color wise was really interesting too. Because instead of having sort of the lighter, like milk chocolate brown saddles and stuff, it was much more like a just a deep mahogany. I don't know. It was just when I when I walked up to it, a I thought it was smaller because they sent me a picture and I thought it was small. And I got there and I was like, oh my god, that's like one of the biggest I've ever seen. Really? And then I was like, oh my god, it's gorgeous. It was very managed pretty. to cut it out and save it with some cuticle scissors very carefully. And uh, fortunately, my neighbors, those neighbors in particular, are like very much into nature and stuff. And so they're, you know, they, I did a, as lame as this sounds, I did a, a PowerPoint presentation for like that whole half of the neighborhood because it's a bunch of retirees with their dogs and stuff. That's awesome. And so I put together a PowerPoint and I brought a corn snake over because they do like a little happy hour at someone's house each week. And so, you know, everyone was there and they brought like lawn chairs and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I did this PowerPoint on like native stuff. And, uh, you know, they all had my number after that. Basically, I was like, you see anything? Text me a picture before you do anything. I'll let you know if it's something that I need to come get or not. And these people, I think they already, you know, they were already familiar with with That's a great way to phrase it. I don't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. Yeah, no, no. That's a fantastic way to phrase it because so many people say, you know, send me a picture and I'll tell you if it's dangerous or send me a picture. and I'll tell you if like you can pick it up. But the, but the way you phrase that, send me a picture and I'll let you know if I have to come get it or I should come get it or however you phrase it. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it, man. Yeah. And I mean, the, I think I don't know if this couple like knew it was a copperhead because of you know what i had showed them or if they just knew because they're they're naturey people to begin with but right you know they called me and i just happened to be sitting on the couch watching we're the millers and she texted me the picture of it and i was like well, i'll be there in five minutes and hopped in my car and drove around the corner and <clears throat> got uh some cuticle scissors and just slowly cut it out because she was tangled up in there pretty good and that's i've had to pull out cotton mouths from that stuff before too and it man they get tangled up in it it gets it gets pretty gnarly and it's it's pretty nerve-wracking too when you're dealing with venomous stuff too that's that's all tangled up in it um what, what did you want to do to get it out i mean i know you said cuticle scissors but did you like tube the head or pin it or oh no, no so what i do now that this is like a multiple occurrence and i've had to do it i figured out a when you get there first sort of assess what it's you know what it's capable of is it like fully wrapped up to where like the head and neck can't really move does it have some leeway to where it can you know it has some some radius of of ability to to tag you uh and then 
this one she was pretty well tied up in it but then she had kind of come a little loose to where probably the first like quarter of her of her body she could she could move um so i had my my smaller hook with me and the cuticle scissors and i you know you when it comes to this like definitely don't start at the pointy end like start at the back and work your way up because as you if you do it from the head and go down you're just freeing up the head to cause more issues right like you're only making your life way more complicated so if you start from the back while they're still sort of tangled up and stuff it makes it light years easier to get them cut out and then as i work towards the you know towards the head um having that hook and sort of pinning them as best you can you know as gently as you can and sort of taking your time and and slowly cutting them out and you know she finally got loose and they had this garden because they're big on gardening and stuff too they had like beehives and everything um but this like netting was like an enclosed section i don't know if it was like blueberry bushes or whatever she was growing but basically that copperhead got loose and started going into this it was in the, the enclosed thing so i had to like go in there and you know hooked her and at that point she was pretty she was pretty exhausted so she wasn't too hard to handle she wouldn't ride a hook great so i ended up tailing her and just pulling her out and putting her in the bucket um and then ended up uh taking her up the road to my parents near my parents property and releasing her there which was a little further than i wanted to but that was such a nice copperhead and stuff man i I figured if i went and released her and in woods nearby that she would end up on someone else's property and she'd get she'd get dispatched or something so yeah figured she'd probably that was close enough to where you know, she wouldn't have any issues. Uh, it's also, you know, copperheads, they're pretty adaptable. I think they're, they're not terribly picky on, on habitat and stuff. And right. having found plenty out there near my, you know, in that same spot, I've, I've released some other copperheads out there in that same spot. Um, I just figured that was kind of the best course of action. Cause out there, you know, there's acres and acres and acres of land before you get to anybody's house. Um, so the likelihood of her running into another person, is is much slimmer out there than it was here so because i would have been i would have been really bummed out man if i saved that thing and uh you know a week later a couple days later come around to find that she's a pizza on the road because yeah or got we whacker or something out. yeah 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 was the netting uh did it leave any marks or did it do any uh, you know subcutaneous damage um superficial there were some spots where she was bleeding where i think it had kind of cut in a little bit um okay nothing nothing major though because i i looked and checked and there was nothing that wouldn't be fixed in the shed or two right right if that good good nothing major because i you know i noticed when i walked up on her and kind of looked at how bad it was you know in terms of entanglement and stuff and i i was fairly certain she was gravid because she was looking really thick on that that last third I don't know if she would be considered like late term, but I think she was definitely had something going on. And, you know, it was just, uh, I was in and out in like, I don't know, 10 minutes, you know, it didn't take that long. Good. And the neighbors, I was like, you're okay with me cutting your netting and stuff. Right. And they're like, Oh yeah, do whatever you got to do. You know, whatever. Nice. Good. It was even more nerve wracking because they're into like, uh, beekeeping, and so they had three, like literally like, I don't know, 10 feet away from this. There's like these three massive beehives that are just loaded down with bees. And so they're just kind of standing there and these things are like flying around or whatever. And I mean, I'm used to like, I don't 
I've been stung by bees. It's been a long time. It's not fun. I'm not allergic or anything, but it's still like I have to now cut out a copperhead and there's a bunch of bees flying around and like there was a storm coming in. It was thundering and I'm like, this is, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> You're used to one bee, not 50. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like 150,000 is what the guy told me. Cause he's, yeah, but not he's flying around your head though. <laughs> I mean, they were flying around, but I mean, they were both just yeah. standing there and I'm like, the bees are flying around. I'm like, you ever get stung? He's like, it's like, there's like 150,000 bees. I've been stung like three times. He's like, not really. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's pretty good odds. Yeah. But I thought, I mean, it was really cool because Katie's wanted to get into beekeeping. And so oh, I nice. texted them after I got, you know, got back from releasing that copperhead and stuff. And I was like, you know, Katie's been wanting to get into that. Is there any, any classes or groups she can get to, you know, join? And um, she said, basically talk to her husband. Cause he's the guy who does all that, but they'd be happy to, that's cool man learn her some stuff so it is really cool like beekeeping i think is really really fascinating but. and that that could be your your segue or your gateway to have some copperheads at home or pygmies at home well that's that's what i told the the those name that couple too i was like you know the irony is like pointing at the beehives i was like those have killed way more people than these things ever will yeah and they just kind of laughed they just like they they agreed i think they they knew like bees kill more people than a lot of stuff does. For sure. For sure. I should rephrase that. Bees contribute to more fatalities. Anaphylaxis kills more people than. No, no than yeah. Bees contribute to more fatalities annually in the United States than snakes do. That's a fact. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm just there. <clears throat> I think, again, it's just, it's more so the anaphylaxis than it is the actual. Right sting itself and and matt's gonna sell all his snakes and become a bee aficionado uh no <laughs> no i don't like bugs man oh dude how are you on the <laughs> this show? is why i don't have geckos or lizards because i don't enough. want bugs fair enough but that is pretty cool man you did like a community outreach and did a little presentation and now you got the hookup man so as soon as somebody finds that leucistic cane break on their hedge line They'll call you. Yeah. yeah, it was, you know, they asked me to do that, actually. They were like, you know, somehow they found out that I was snake dude, you know, that guy in the neighborhood. Yeah, that news travels quick, and, bro. Uh, Especially when you got bumper stickers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shirts and hoodies and hats and car decals don't help, but. Yeah, an apparel company. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, this was, I mean, this was a couple of years ago now. It's just like two years ago that I did that, but. Oh, okay. Um, they uh, like I brought a corn snake, and just the variation of reaction from people in that was hilarious. There's people that were like, you could tell they were super curious, but they wanted they didn't want to touch it. They didn't want to get within like five feet of it. And then you had the ones that were like all about it and were like holding the corn snake. And yeah, give me that thing. Loving it, and yeah, and it's. I mean, we're talking about people that are, you know, in their late fifties to, you know, late sixties, early seventies. Like, yeah. It was just, it was interesting. And I think the PowerPoint stuff was probably overkill because I brought like a, a TV and a thing to hook up my computer to it and, you know, like did it out on the lawn in the backyard. But people, people were really appreciative of it. You know, they were, they were, yeah. You know, I, it was mostly like I didn't go over all the native species, obviously, but I was like, here's what you're most likely to see. 
Right. Here's what you should be concerned about. Here's what you can do to mitigate seeing the things you should be concerned about. And it was basically keeping your yard clean, which a lot of them do. You know, when you get older, I guess, and you, you retire, your lawn becomes your, your, your baby and your project. Oh, um, yeah. Landscaping, I guess. And, you know, telling them what they should do if they get bit, uh, if their pets get bit. Um, you know, any of the, the misinformation that's out there. Um, wearing, you know, obviously wearing like closed-toed shoes at night, not walking around barefoot or in flip-flops and in dense foliage or anything like that. Just kind of the the basics, I guess. And Sure. Well, I also think it's cool, just going off of your, your little presentation you did, I don't mean to call it little, you know what I mean? Um, I like the fact that we can text people now and you can send photos as well as receive them. So, and everyone's like, yeah, we know, Phil, we all, we all joined the 21st century, but I just sent Smitty a picture that I made for Anna Maria's cousin, who is their kids are really into snakes, like super duper into snakes. And they wanted to know the difference between a Scarlet King, a Scarlet snake and an Eastern coral. And yeah, you can Google photos of all of them, but it's cool to just have a quick pick like saved on your phone or saved in your files of your phone or your iPad or whatever. And that way you can educate children, you can educate each other. And I think I might actually start making these just to share with people, at least in our region, where you have like the the venomous snakes of Florida, venomous snakes of Georgia, venomous snakes of South Carolina, what have you. Mm-hmm. And then have like this is the difference between the mimicry and the actual venomous stuff, right? And, you know, like almost, almost like those like nature pamphlets that nobody yeah. actually cared about, but they made them anyway. Like ten dollars, and people somehow buy them. Yeah, exactly. Something to that extent. And, and I, I sent you the picture, Smitty. I don't know if you want to throw it up or if it even arrived yet, but it. I like that community outreach. I like that. Mm-hmm. people actually want to know and there's gonna, oh, there's always gonna be people that don't care you know, oh it's a snake get the shovel you know that that's always gonna be i don't know man everyone seemed pretty pretty invested in it when i was doing it well that's that's great man that's great you know but i also you know that was one of the big things being that coral snakes are so prevalent and that's kind of been the one thing that that was the worst thing that came of that presentation was now i have my neighbors texting me pictures of coral snakes in their yard all the time that i'll never get oh. to see um, my God. It's like, I, you know, kind of the thing now, because I mentioned coral snakes and people are like, oh, is that the one where, you know, the red touches the blue and the black and the and the thing? And the yeah, and I just tell people now, I'm like, if it's any combination of those colors or if it has red on it at all, just just don't the rhyme doesn't matter. Just don't touch it. Leave it leave yeah. it alone. Assume like assume it's dangerous. Uh, you know, the rhyme. If you're not going to touch it and mess with it anyways, then the the rhyme really doesn't doesn't matter uh yeah you know you you tell people the rhyme they memorize the rhyme they burn the rhyme in their mind they teach it to their kids and then you find a melanistic one or you find an aberrant one right right you know well that's one thing i do tell people too especially with corals is like 99 percent of the corals you're ever going to see are going to have a black face followed by a yellow band with a black neck like it's easier for people to identify if it has a black face and a black nose Right. Then that's most likely a coral. Like I tell people that's easier to identify than all the different rhymes or, you know, variations of it or whatever. You know, if it's if it's those three colors and it's got the black 
black nose, black face, and then the yellow band immediately following, then leave it be. Yeah. Well I just want to find easier ways to, for people to, to remember these kinds of things instead of the, you know, the ancient rhyme. Yeah. And uh, I also made a, I made it the same picture that we put up right here. It has the Scarlet Snake, Scarlet King Snake, and the Eastern Coral. If anybody wants this photo, I will gladly send it to you on Instagram or Facebook Messenger. Just hit me up. I also made one of all the different copperheads. Um, obviously, there's no mimicry on that, but it's got every single typical phenotype of copperheads. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you guys want that too, I will send that out as well. Yeah. You know what's what's fun fact? I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but the first recorded death of the Civil War was from a coral snake. A coral snake, really? Yep. First first documented death of the Civil War was was a coral snake bite. Yeah, but how is that of the war? Because well, that was happening at the time. Like it was probably a Yankee soldier that was down here. Saw it, picked it up, was like, "Man, this thing's pretty." And then it bit him, and then subsequently, uh, okay. hours later, he uh, just right. didn't was, wake up. And they're like, "What was, happened, Bob?" Thing, like, like blue coat throwing coral snakes at gray coats. <laughs> oh, they're just loading guns up with coral snakes. That's that's it. Shoot them out like birdshot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't say first casualty. I said first okay. death. Ah, okay. Well, that's still that's still pretty cool. Sad for that guy, but pretty cool. What was it? Was that something I was talking to you about? I was like, imagine being the, the yeah, because we were looking at Jake's pine. He got those southern pines. And I was like, man, imagine being like one of the settlers from like the Spanish ships or something to come and they <laughs> land, seeing a giant pine snake like that or a giant Easter diamondback. <laughs> and like, it might as well be an alien, like not knowing what the hell you're looking at. And then someone had to be the first person to get tagged by one to figure out whether or not they were a problem or not. Yeah. And it's like, it just suck. Like that's a, especially you get yeah. nailed by like a giant Eastern dude back then. Like, Oh yeah. You're done. Well, it's like, we talked about this before on the show about there's a letter from Jamestown settlement or like a report from Jamestown settlement about giant snakes on the beach with rattles on their tails. And it's like, could you imagine just walking down the beach and seeing a bunch of cane breaks and like ne having never seen a snake with a rattle, like incredible, scary as hell. Yeah, or <laughs> giant, a giant pine hissing at you, and like, yeah, exactly. A, a white pine, a, a white pine snake. Oh, Jesus, dude, that pine snake, that female pine is so freaking huge. What, Jake's? Yes, really. I didn't realize it got that big. Let me find the let me find the picture. Yeah. Is that that's that's when he got from Chris? Him and Chris went in on them together. Oh, okay. So what? Chris sent him a mail and and he bought the female, or no? I think they went in on them together and they were shipped oh, okay. from whoever. Oh, okay. Wrong way. Those are the phallic snakes from last week. The hollow mouths. Oh yeah, that white one that he got. That thing was freaking huge. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> well, and I like we be... purposefully told him hold your hold it close to your body so there's no forced perspective going on. Yeah, yeah, no grip and grin, no grip and grin. 
Mike Kosicki says, how long did it take the first British colonizers in Australia to figure out what was deadly and what wasn't? Yeah, man, <laughs> that thing's huge. Look at that. It's wild. That's a, that's a big old pine snake. And and Mike Kosicki, I, I feel like when the first British colonizers went to Australia, it just everything was deadly. <laughs> you know? Everything was looked the same. Yeah, exactly. No offense, Australia. That's why it became a prison island. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that uh, that pine is huge. Man, it's my frozen fucking buttons. I know, I know. That's the problem when you do anything. <laughs> it does it on my end. Streamyard too. doesn't like it when it, you do things outside of Streamyard. It really doesn't. That's a fact. Am I frozen? I can, no, we can hear you. You're oh, visually okay. you're frozen, but we can hear you fine. Damn, it looks crystal clear on my side. Oh well. Hopefully it's oh, a good man, freeze you're, frame. You're just puffing that cigarette. Yeah, it's got you frozen, <laughs> like taking a drag. It's right. The longest drag of all time. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh man. But Matt got to see a, a garter that wasn't the garters at home. Yeah. That's no. cool. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to Matt's Herp in South Carolina. Come on, man. What else? Yeah. Bunch of copperheads, a garter. Handful of copperheads. A ribbon snake. That's oh. Which is funny, guys. I have yet to see a ribbon snake. You're serious? I, yeah. I didn't even see it. Really? We we saw two, and Jake saw them, and I was like, there's no snake there, dude. I didn't see shit. He gets out. Here, no, look, dude. It's just a little itty-bitty snake. Like, how did you see that? Where was it? The only, re- the only redeeming factor of the ribbon snake is that it's Nipper Reed's favorite snake. <laughs> and that thing was cranky, too. It's super, And they smell Great. so bad. Smells so bad. So mad at life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what else? Uh, garter snake. Racer. The, yeah, the just like the normal garter snakes here. Like the only thing we have is like the... The plains garter which has a bright orange stripe down it we've got a couple others but like they're not interesting yours are blue and green down here like you got all sorts of cool shit yeah the irony with that was is like that's the tin stack that i found that female like three weeks in a row hanging out under and then one of those weeks there was a male with her and so she was gravid and so the next time i went back because i was going to catch her and hold on to her until she dropped a litter and then release her back where i found her uh just for you know the, the fun of it in Ladies Island Garters because why not? Yeah, why not? Um, I'd buy those. And like I flipped that tin and she's not there and I was like, oh, well, you know, she's gone. And then I just happened to look up and in a little patch of like scrub grass, she's coiled up just sitting there staring at us. And I was like, that's the same female. Like that's the same same snake. Like she's been hanging out in the same area and it's hilarious that I can like go over there and sort of expect her to be in the area. And so we we chased her a few feet she started to take off and you know matt held her and she was fine she actually she didn't really take any swings at him once we had her she was once she calmed down she was gonna take a swing at me she she had her head flat Mm -hmm. all nice nice. yeah mean was she still grabbing i don't think we're not sure okay she looked like she was fatter last time i saw her so i'm thinking maybe she had dropped because it's been probably a solid month since i seen her last okay um but I mean, I'm glad he saw her because she's a really good example of like the pretty ones we have here that are, you know, that just 
turquoise green because we have ones that are like army green and fairly ugly we have some that are kind of brownish and more checkered like that male was that i found her with and then there's her which is like that nice bluish green very cool it's very very nice so um let's see broad-headed skink we've i've seen the little skinks running around on the ground Mm -hmm. only once man toads 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 uh, yeah, toads, lots of toads, frogs. What kinds? I is there just two here? Uh, Southern and American. This is what Jake said. There's oak, Southern's Americans, Spadefoots, if the if those count, um, narrowmouths, which you would have noticed if you had seen them because they they look stupid. Um, I couldn't tell you the difference between the Southern and the American. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not terribly. I'm good. guessing that that's what they were because that's what Jake kept saying. Well, if, don't Southerners have a dorsal stripe and Americans don't? I have no idea. I think all of them here had a dorsal. I was going to say they all look. Oh, the really? Same to me. It's like yeah, some are darker, some are lighter. Jake said the lighter, darker is the way to go. But yeah, see, I feel like that's a natural variability thing. I don't have uh, Americans by me. And we have what well, we have southern and spadefoots. Obviously, spadefoots look like spadefoots, they look totally different. But there's so many times when I think it's a cane toad, and then I'm like, oh no, look at that stripe, and it's a yeah. southern toad. So you get some big old southerns by me. I mean, not cane toad size, but you know, yeah. Matt saw a turtle laying in. Oh laying man, clutch. I've got lots of turtles. I got this trip has been a turtle trip, and it's I'm actually a been a re- like herping wise. I think it's been a pretty solid trip. Like, yeah, um, we've had other people come down that didn't see half the stuff that well, you've seen so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not complaining one bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's cool. I'll, I'll go see more gators again in the morning, man. Like, <laughs> oh, nice, you got on gators too. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm on gators every day, man. How cool <laughs> we is go that out there Cypress every morning. wetlands area, though. That is a pretty cool Isn't little that- like. It's so strange that it's like right in the middle of this little town. Yes, I sent pictures to my mom. I'm like, this is a park in the town (laughs) and there's gators here. A ton. There's a lot of gators in there. She's like, did you find a place to live yet, honey? I'm like, (laughs) it's going to be somewhere here because there's freaking gators, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. I saw a really nice Eastern King in there one day. That's what that's. That's the one on my list that that. That would Get be my, it. I almost got my hands on it. I think I had it had it by the tail for a brief second, and then it managed to pull away. And you, you hesitated and loosened your grip. Yeah, well, that, part of it was like not wanting, I didn't want to like yank it out of the stuff it yeah. was trying to crawl under because I was like, I'm gonna freaking kill this thing and break its back or something. So, but yeah, that little Cypress Wetlands area, man, it's it's really cool. There's gators everywhere. There's about a billion turtles. They have some of those. Um, there's some like. Um, like seasonal nesting egrets of some sort, oh, and ducks, it, and, tons of egrets, and yeah, um, it's really cool. Ibises. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, herons. Herons. There we go. Oh yeah. Working on my yes. birds, man. I'm working on my birds. I think sometimes there's wood storks, which are That's really cool. neat. I actually have come to like wood storks a lot. I don't know. Yeah, y'all man. got y'all got these like little ground birds. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. You got lots of species of them down here, but yeah. I'm herping with Jake, and I'm like, "Man, y'all got a lot of grouse here. <laughs> <laughs> really tiny, tiny grouse. <laughs> yeah, they're just well, grouse aren't big. 
I mean, when I think of grouse, I think of like either the stuff in the British Isles or I think of like the big diesel ones in the sage out west. Well, I think like maybe like a basketball max, smaller than a chicken. Okay. At least back home in South Dakota. Yeah, it's just I don't know what made them decide to make that little wetlands area a park, but they've done a really good job. Like there's a boardwalk that kind of goes all through it and some small paved over trails and Some, it's not a big thing like it's small but there's a ton of stuff in there there's a ton of turtles a ton of yeah everything last time we were there i saw one of the biggest gators i've seen in a long time too because i managed to it was close enough to to the bank to where i could i could probably get about 15 yards from it maybe because even from a distance you could look at that thing and say that's a big gator i bet you that's the the bull that runs that runs that little area i got a picture of one out at donnelly that has to be eight eight or nine mm-hmm. i think you like the head got chunky yeah. you know like when that neck area gets chunky on a gator mm-hmm. right so i might I'll, I'll look for that real quick you should have had to uh should have gone to pinkney out in bluffton which is another odd one it's this like national wildlife refuge and it's nestled right between hilton head island and bluffton which are jam-packed with people on both sides and it's just this wide open like massive nature reserve that you can't even really see from the bridge that you're crossing over it to go to hunting uh, not hunting but hilton head and that's where me and justin olson saw like about a million gators and a copperhead because he had never seen a copperhead either that was his first that was his first copperhead um all kinds of stuff so if you ever end up back down this way we definitely got to go hit that up okay i'm probably going to take bikes next time because that walk was brutal because we were walking in one direction thinking that was taking us to the parking lot ends up being the opposite direction and so we ended up walking like i don't know probably three miles straight just to turn around and have to do it again so it sucked yeah, three miles is a little bit of a jaunt there. It'd be good for bikes because it's it's pretty much flat, like everywhere. There's not it's not super hilly. Like if you go to hunting and you go to some of the trails, if you go to the like the frip end of the island, the trails are really flat. But if you go to like the campground side where you first come on, yeah, it's like I don't know what you guys checked out there as far as the trails and stuff. You know, the walking we did was on the road, and then there was some sort of accident, and like the ems and oh, the fire trucks and everyone were like coming on the one-way road like because we walked down the beach and we walked a lot further down the beach than i thought we did mm-hmm. um probably two three miles down the beach it yeah. felt like it anyway we walked for like an hour then we turned around and it was an hour and a half back because that road like swerves through everything and it's not straight like the beach yeah, there's like <laughs> no straight roads on that island. no no so I, we walked the road which wasn't smart with three kids. Um, but it was okay. The road speed limit's 25. People just need to slow the heck down, and it'll all be good. Yeah, a lot of people don't, don't pay attention <laughs> to that at all. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the South, pal. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the one thing. Tennessee, best state to drive in. Hands down. So far. Ever. Because everyone drives like a normal human being? 
because everyone like there's no i don't know what the speed limit in tennessee is but you can go and cruise at 90 and you be getting passed <laughs> i know i did it <laughs> i cruised at 90 across tennessee and was getting passed the whole time so that's wild i was like wow dude if you're out in like the sticks and stuff in tennessee like there's no one there's no cops out there's gonna stop you wow it's you're on your own the place is lawless <laughs> It's like Texas, dude. Out in Texas, oh. it's like floor it. No one's gonna. Who's gonna stop you? The one game warden looking for the Herbert. Border, man. you got a better chance of border patrol stopping you there <laughs> than you do anything else. And if they see you booking it that fast, they're probably just suspicious that you got a bunch of people in your trunk. Yeah, that's true. And we can we, we uh, can prove that. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a car roll on the way here, like blow really? a tire and roll on oh, the freeway. Shit. Jesus. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, Man, you've been having a hell of a trip. <laughs> it is. I've seen it all. Uh, all from the driver's seat of my car. That's about it. <laughs> wow. At least what it feels like. And then, of course, we're like, oh, let's take a day break and stop driving. So let's go. Let's go into Charlotte and race go-karts and drive some more. what do you guys want to do for fun let's go drive some miniature cars that's exactly what i said to them and they went along with it and then we get done with it and i'm like man i've just been driving (laughs) 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 like i haven't got a break all day i'm sure the boys love that oh man and they got to drive their own cars the youngest he's oh he's gonna be crazy um (laughs) He has no fear whatsoever. The oldest, at least, like, like I took the oldest with me and Jake last night. Oh, armadillos, man! We've seen armadillos. That's, that's very important. That's a very and foreign I... concept for me. Like, <laughs> dude, they're every, like they're like squirrels here. They're so, everywhere. So anyway, me and me, Landon, the oldest kid, and Jake are cruising. And we just, I, I don't know where we were exactly, but we were cruising, and then all of a sudden, I'm like. An armadillo. Jake, you gotta stop. And I open the door and I let land it out. I'm like, go get that armadillo. Don't touch it, but like, go up and look at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, go yeah, up yeah. and look at it. That kid's just <gasps> booking it up to the armadillo. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, don't touch it, man. Don't touch it, but we're good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Catch it with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. You can get pretty close to them during the day because when we went out to, to Pinkney, man, they were all over the place and they would just be rummaging around. You could get within like probably six feet of them before they figured out what was going we on were within off. like four of that one i mm-hmm. think four to six and we were walking with it down the road and then it yeah. was like yeah fuck this i'm out yeah their um, eyesight's horrible but their hearing is really good so they're damn near blind well so, do, was it west texas when we were in that parking lot with with dr julander and we, we like corralled this armadillo in a parking lot poor guy <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, me and Dr. J somehow ended up back at the car first. And I just remember looking over because there's this little field with like a, a pump house on it, like in the parking lot, and there's like five armadillos. And I was like, hey, let's go see what these things are doing. <laughs> Talks yeah. like you go around one side, I'll go around the other. <laughs> <laughs> we somehow managed yeah. to like corner it against this pump house. And then I, it finally, like it just bolted, it just took off. Yeah, so, the one thing I didn't expect is like how fast they can move. Dude, yeah, they want to go. Like, go. like the first one I walked up on because I've never seen an armadillo, right? You guys are like, yeah, f- screw them things. No, that thing is cool. I mean, they're like cool, little... but they're also invasive as shit. Oh yeah, and they dig big holes. 
they will tear your yard apart. I don't doubt that. Um, you gonna have any bugs though? Yeah, that's true. And Silver when line. the armadillo dies, there will be a nice burrow for a snake to live in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is one yeah. point Landon had to make to Jake. <laughs> See, Jake's <laughs> it, not at least the, armad- the burrow. It, at least the armadillos dig in a hole for a snake later. Like it's making homes for things out there. Yeah. Dude, man, yeah, when we were in Georgia up in Athens, man, like the burrows were everywhere. And I just remember thinking, like, if only I had like a, a wire camera, I could just stick down there just to see what's they make they... them now that you can plug yeah. into your phone. And I'm like, yeah. I need to get one of those just out of curiosity because it's like, who knows what you'd see down there? They're like 20 bucks on Amazon, man. It's a yeah, cell phone endoscope. I'd be cautious on the $20. I've spent $400 on one of those probe camera things, and it was not that great. And that was from Snap on. So. Oh really? Like the camera quality is just crap when you get it in that small of a format. I really it just seems... wanted if it has infrared, then then you'd really be like, "Wait, see what man. I can see in there." I don't care if it's color or not or whatever, but I don't see. I mean, I guess there is a purpose if you have for like a full color camera like that. But for the most part, I would think infrared would kind of be the only thing they would need because most people are going to be sticking them down into dark things and colonoscopies and all that good stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I know the uh, the gopher tortoise biologists down my way they use them uh, the cell phone ones to look down the burrow that way you're not face to face with diamondback you know they're, they're not they're not pulling out the tortoises per se but you know right they want to get soil samples and temperature readings and photograph tortoises in burrows and you go climbing down there <laughs> like a gi with a 45 and a flashlight <laughs> you come face to face with good old Ant- adamantius not a good day. Not a good day. Yeah. No. I'm good on the venomous bites, man. Especially two two teaspoons of hate to the face. Yeah. Oh, that would be terrible. Not only would the the envenomation suck, but I, I'm sure that bite itself would, would yeah. certainly have a, a level of suck to it that wouldn't be enjoyable. <laughs> oh yeah, Billy Jenkins. They shirt. are fast as hell. I walked up on my first one, and I was like, "Oh." I walked. Uh, sorry, Phil. When you broke up? Yeah, you broke up, and I went. Um, you're right. They are fast as hell. I walked up on my first one. I got like within five feet, and then it like jumped and bolted. Yeah, and they, scared they the jumped. crap out of me. I didn't realize they move fast and they jump and. Like, Jake There's was sleeping. Spring loaded. <laughs> yeah, he said Jake was passed out. Oh, like the, in the front it seat, all he fairness. slammed on the brakes for an armadillo, and Jake was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh, in all fairness, like we did start road cruising at three in the morning. Yeah, which... these maniacs. <laughs> what what would you would you try and find at three in the morning, man? Yeah, no, we just well we stayed up. And then it was like two, and we were like, well, we better not go to sleep because we're not going to wake up to road cruise, right? And then it hit like three, and Jake like went down, laid on the bed. I'm like, oh, hell no. It's all over. Oh, hell no. It's all over if you go to bed right now. Like, you, you'll wake up at noon tomorrow. So, nope, get in the car. Let's go. He's like, okay. 
yeah, we're not going to find anything. I don't care. Let's go. We got to do something. You're going to go to bed, man. So, <laughs> nice. So he rode cruise for like, he drove for like an hour and a half. And then he's like, dude, I can't do this anymore. It's like, no one's driven my truck. <laughs> that is a pretty big deal. Because it's like, usually, I mean, Jake's asked me to drive before. And I'm like, if you want me to. And he's like, he's very particular about his truck being driven yeah no he was no one's driven by truck man only three people ever <laughs> like <laughs> okay i'll be nice man like <laughs> i'll, I'll be gentle. gentle yeah never vin diesel i'm not i'm not <laughs> yeah well that, that's funny you mentioned that i uh i scared the hell out of my fiance on accident doing the same thing two days ago we uh there's this new not new it's an, the road's got to be at least a hundred years old, but it goes through this town where like the town developed around it. And like the roads just abandoned. And a client of mine was like, Hey, you probably find some snakes on this road. Go check it out. I was like, man, I didn't even thought to even try that. Cause I, it's so surrounded by like town. I figured it'd be not good. And uh, it looks really, really promising. We only saw one baby water snake, but I was driving. It's like midnight and, Anna Maria's passed out in the front seat with me and I this feral hog comes out of nowhere booking it to charge the car and I guess it got within like 10 feet of the car I didn't even see it it got like 10 feet of the car and realized this is not another feral hog this is a vehicle I'm gonna die and like swerved out in front of me so I I slam on the brakes she wakes up and I was like hog and like I skidded and she wakes up she's like oh my god what did you why'd you do that I was like well I didn't want to hit the friggin pig so sorry baby if you're listening no yeah god forbid you take one of those out (laughs) oh man I don't know it's a lease dude it's a lease Uh, we and then okay so like Jake's like, what do you want me to put you on? I'm like, I gotta see Gators if you got them. Like, look, look I, at Jake trying to be all like the I, poor guy. Yeah, what do you, what do you want me to, up. what do you want me to put like, you on? Motherfucker, you ain't putting nobody on nothing except for pure luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I can promise you Gators, man. That's that's no problem. Like, okay, so like we go see Gators, and then he's like, let's road cruise, and we road cruise a dead Gator. Oh man, you have to talk to Jake about that. But like, that's what I wanted to see here, and now it's dor, and I we like we stop. I'm like, I gotta get it off the road at least. Like, yeah, so like thanks, take... thanks for putting me on that, Jake. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he almost hit one too, and then he's like, man, I never see the gators cross the road. I'm like, you really don't though. What that the I can hell? Like, I've never seen a gator crossing the road. Really? It's because yeah. you're road. It's because you're road cruising at three in the morning. <laughs> Well, apparently that's when you need a road cruise if you want to see a gator (laughs) crossing the road anyway, and not just its little head poking out. At least you got close to one. Yeah, I. You got to feel it. I got. No, I did not feel it. No, I snake like obliterated. No, no, it was like a. It was probably like three foot long. It was like a yearling, maybe. Ah, okay. We can judge off of that size. And like he, I think his head got ran over, like, oh. and that was it. Like he was just done. So I like took the two snake cooks and like, whoop. yeah, yeah. Like no one else needs to see that. Also, we're road cruising this road, and if I see this thing again, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I can't keep looking. At it. I can't keep seeing painful. the dead gator on the side of the road. 
Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I, I always I try and I always try and get something that size or bigger off the road simply because other animals are going to try and eat on it, and then they're going to get hit by cars too. Yeah, you know, so it's just easier just to for it's safer for all the animals just to get them off the road. magnet. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. There's a good part of a story in here somewhere. No corn snakes, no rat snakes, no corn snakes, no rat snakes. I mean, Jake's rat snakes, I guess. If that Jake's counts. rat snakes, Smitty's corns. Smitty's corns. That doesn't count. <laughs> um, what was it? You guys talk. I'll figure this out. Well, so needless to say that the Beaufort area is now high on your list of destinations to move to. Yeah. Yeah. I need gators, man. I yeah, need I gators. Been... So I don't own a gator. Now, are you guys? Like, oh, just... that's what it was. I okay, got go on. Go Ask on. your question. No, no, go on. Go on. Okay. Um, yeah. Shit, Phil. Gators. <laughs> Damn about, it. Talking yeah, about well, gators, Maddie. I'm about gators. Owning oh, gators? yeah. No, I got within like six to five to seven feet of a gator here and it was super cool and i didn't even know it till it was in the water running from me but yeah at the cypress mm-hmm. place there's like one little path by the y that runs down to the river and i don't know yep. if you're actually supposed to be on it but like it's not posted not to be on say, it there's nothing saying you shouldn't <laughs> but there's definitely signs that say Get warning hey, gators, gators. <laughs> yeah right for the people that are walking their tiny dogs on the water's edge like right. people like to do here for some reason well, i mean yeah um so like i'm walking down there and i'm like okay kids you guys can't come down this far but like i'm gonna try an inch closer to the water and i'm like sitting there taking pictures of a gator and all of a sudden whoosh and literally right on the bank right over the grass it was it was right there mm-hmm. if i jumped i could have landed on it it would have been That's awesome that would have made my week but i i don't want to lose them yeah smart yeah you smart. walk up on the smaller ones like you can get fairly close to them before they take off especially yeah i had torch Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you blind them as you're walking up on them, they, they don't see you coming, literally. Well, I also think it's funny that you guys have signs saying, you know, danger, alligators in water. Our signs say, do not feed alligators. <laughs> oh, they got those ones, too. Oh, okay, Actually, theirs don't say don't feed the gators. It says a fed gator is a dead gator. Oh, really? So it makes you feel even worse for feeding it the gators. Stop people from doing <laughs> no, because they, they generally don't care. I don't doubt that. People don't care. Yeah. Oh, and then when I was on the wetlands, there was a snake. I could smell it. But I did not see it. Probably Nerodia. I'm guessing. Yeah, I haven't seen any Nerodia out there, which has always surprised me because it's like prime because there's that a there's a ton of frogs and a ton of fish and all kinds of stuff that Nerodia would be all about. I think it's because the park's closed at night and Nerodia are nighttime animals. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah. Yeah, fair assumption. Well I held Jake's Nerodia when you were there. Yeah you did. I was like I don't see what the big deal is. The coolest freaking thing ever. They are cool. The keeled scales are like nothing else. 
They are neat. I have zero desire to own them. You know what? I'll, cool. I'll argue against you on that, but I will be in your camp for rhinos. Yes. You got the <laughs> Pepsi challenge on the, on the rhinos versus Barons thing. Oh, God. The only reason the rhinos win is because I can hand them to my kids. That's it. There's got to be more reasons to that. You can hand the barons to your kid. Nothing's going to happen. Maybe. Famous last <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Maybe. They didn't think boom slings were venomous until the guy got bit and started bleeding everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but people... <laughs> yeah, but people know what happens when you get bit by a barons, and you don't let it bite you. It's as simple like that. Yeah, but how do you <laughs> keep a... Like, I can't hand that to a four. It's not that simple. <laughs> it's not I know, that easy. I know. For, for everyone, for everyone listening, I'm joking. Don't do that. Don't hand barren racers to children. But no, no, you do have a point. They're just they're bigger, which is more impressive. The barons are, but like other than that, they're a little more flighty and runny, and not about that life, man. Not about it. Oh. Meanwhile, Jake was talking all this smack about man, Baron, like your rhinos just sit in your hands. They don't even move. They don't do nothing. They I'm move. like, they're not my you ball. Clearly, haven't handled any of them. And he's wait, which doesn't make sense because he's held mine multiple times. And he's like, man, these are cool. He's like, I could see myself getting some of these. He won't say that in public, but I heard it. <laughs> he won't admit it. And those things were moving. They were checking it out, trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I don't what vape flavor he was smoking that week. I don't think I've ever had a rhino rat that sat still. I mean, they're not flighty per se, but they're always on the move. Very, very king snakeish. You know, yeah, they're not quick though. Like the barons were quick. Yeah, barons are whippy. The barons, it seems like it's it, they're they're one of it's totally a one hundred percent want to get away from you kind of thing. Like the rhinos, they're just curious and they just want to see like what's going on and what they can climb yeah. on. And you know, you're just a treat of the rhino. That's right. Yep. yep. Food monkey entry. So, Matt. Pretty... Oh, go for it, Phil. Um, go no, I, I'm, we're getting lag. It's, it's getting a little laggy. Sorry. I was going to say, have you have you narrowed down some of your prospect destinations for a living? We've actually widened our Craigslist search zone because we're kind of just looking for a deal to get down here. Okay. So, so like our same filter applies, like close to Charlotte. But if we're not on the coast right away, like it's okay. Have you tried like Zillow and stuff or no? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every like, if I had six grand and could afford three thousand dollars a month, I could have a house here right now, hundred percent. But I cannot afford three grand a month. Yeah. Or six grand that's down. That's that's a little, it's a little steep. But there are like affordable stuff. It's just when it comes up, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't last long. Yeah. So we're thinking we'll just probably try to find something. I don't, uh, I don't want to be there for Bike Week this year. So we got to be out by August. We don't have a house to go back to. So like, oh wow, <laughs> we got rid of the house. No reason oh, to pay right. rent. No reason to pay rent another month if we're looking at moving. So yeah, yeah. Something's got to happen. Where I don't know yet, but 
yeah, man, they're, they're doing this thing down by me now. I, I don't know if you guys are seeing it up by you, but not only is the rent astronomical, but I guess they want, you have to be able to, what is it? You have to be able to prove that you can pay three months in a row of triple your income or something, something like that. I'm probably, saw, I'm probably saying one, this wrong. I saw one here that was like, you have to make three times the amount of rent. So like if the rent was yeah. grand, you have to make three grand a month. Yeah, Which it's, you know, it's something like that. Well, not by yeah. me, man. Well, <laughs> no, not a grand. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not in your price range. <laughs> yeah, no, no way in hell, man. So here, like the reason they, especially like on this side of, of the county, because we have the, the Marine Corps base and, and the air station and stuff, like all the Marines get, get a housing allowance that is paid for by the government. And so all the people that own these houses and things that they're renting know how much they get, because I guess that's like public knowledge. That's not, yeah, it's, it's like section eight. So they jack up the prices of rent because they know that they're going to get that amount. And uh, if it's a, if it's like a Marine couple where they're both in the Marines and they're both active duty, then they both get a housing allowance, even if they live in the same household. Oh, wow. So then you know the people that own these houses and stuff jack the jack the rent up because they know they're going to get it. So it's like if you're not in the military, you know you're like sorry. And it well, works out just... for them because they're good. They know they're going to leave in two years or three years. Like, you know they're going to get ordered and get stationed somewhere else. So, yeah. well, they're they're building about two thousand uh, apartments and townhouses around my immediate neighborhood. And it was all golf course that they has been abandoned for like 20 years. And now they've finally built all these townhouses. And there's a couple individual unit homes, Saul Zero Lot Line, and it, it's mostly apartments. And of that, like 2,000 or like 1,800 dwellings, none of them are for sale. It's all rent. And the cheapest rent for a two, one and a half is drumroll. $3,200 a month. Ridiculous. Holy Nikes. Yeah. If you want, if you want a two, two, it's $3,600 a month. Holy and that's, sh- and that's, and that's right now before it's built, be, finished being built. Once it's, once it's built, it's going to be like four grand a month. You know, in rent only. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. We thought about swinging down to Florida, but we were tenting it. And I don't really feel like tenting it where mosquitoes can take me away or (laughs) my whole kid just off into the swamp somewhere yeah well and and that's not all of florida that's just that's just it's most down by me so (laughs) fair enough Uh, man dude like our mortgage is eleven hundred dollars a month that's not bad i was paying it's fucking crazy it's cheaper to buy a house here than it is to rent absolutely by a long shot Insane. By, by several hundred dollars a month, like considerably cheaper to buy. Insane. I don't know if that's the case now necessarily with like interest rates and stuff, but like we bought this just before sort of everything exploded and things got crazy. Um, so we got lucky, but yeah, like when we were shopping, I told Katie, I was like, I don't see the point in renting when we could get something cheaper and that we're actually going to own eventually. You know, it's going to be like 
yeah, everything's taken care of as far as the actual property itself if something happens. But at the same time, it's like, why am I going to spend more for something I'm never going to own myself? Right. Yeah. So to well, me, it was a no-brainer. It's wild how different it is across the country because one of our friends that rents in Tennessee was saying how his rent went up, went up on his 2-2 to $450 a month. <laughs> went up yeah this is why we were Crazy. really looking at tennessee because <laughs> we, we can live in tennessee pretty cheap and then the drivers are great <laughs> <laughs> they all got places to be That's right. no sunday and, drivers there and we thought about coming down to florida for real jenkins and i bet north florida is great but we can't live in florida if I was just like Georgia is off the list, Florida's yeah. off the list. Like that Gainesville area, like that. Melrose, I've looked there. I wouldn't mind. That's where I would go if I was in Florida. But we might make it down to Tampa. I don't know. It depends on what happens here in the next couple of days. But we might head down to Tampa because that's our closest family at this point in time. So, Cox said Apalachicola is cheap. Appalachia is cheap. That's because people just live in old shacks with with uh, moonshine stills. That's how they make their money, Smitty. That's right. (laughs) Running a running a straight laced business here. Selling shine. Have you figured out like the logistics of the move itself? Like when you have a collection and stuff. I don't moving my collection across town sucked. Let alone. I mean, moving it all across. If you want to know the truth, most of my collection right now is in South Carolina. Oh yeah. Technically, I have more. I own more snakes in South Carolina than I do in South Dakota, and my collection is in South Dakota. So wow. You got a bunch of stuff from Jake. (laughs) So if we move to like Charlotte, I still got to come back down here to get all my snakes. Because, yeah, well, I bought six from Jake. I bought three pairs from Jake. I don't know if I publicized that yet. Probably not, but that's fine. Um, I didn't know. I feel left out. Well, I don't think I publicized it yet, Phil. So this okay. is all new, new to the public. <laughs> new as of 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. No, nice, nice. Even better. Um, yeah, three pairs. Got my first IJs. Nice. Congrats. First carpet pythons. Super excited about that. So, like, that's six snakes. I own seven in South Dakota. That's what he's like. You want a southern pine? Sure, I guess. Corns? (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah, I'll take any corns. And, no, back on the corn thing real quick. The amels fit into, like, what I already have. I just, I want other things. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like I can make snows. I've got snow right. combo stuff, but I just I really like those like you want to diversify your portfolio. Well, I really like the like Dan and Grace corns that you have. Well, I have a small annery that is gorgeous. The biggest little dick <laughs> you'll ever meet. Yay. That desperately needs a new place of residence. It's an annery corn? He's an annery het, some other stuff. Kelly will be so happy we got another cranky corn snake. It'll, that shit will bump out. He'll, 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 
it'll well, it'll write I've been, itself. I've been trying to do my homework because I want to catch at least one. I'd like to catch a pair of Florida anery corns because there is a highway old highway system that goes right up the middle of the cane fields and it's supposedly where some of the original aneries were found Mm -hmm. um and i feel like this summer i'm definitely going to hit that up because my quest for wild everglades rats is coming up very short so i'm going to focus on the anery corns and i'll bet stumble across an an everglades rat and rock and roll i was going to say when you as soon as you shift your search and your efforts you're going to find that that that's it that's it. And the crazy part is I need a boy. Like, like I have a girl from Kasiki that's one of my favorite snakes. I need the freaking boy. I can't even find them. And they're the one, they're the only ones you find. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, you got some pits from Jake too, didn't you? But yeah. San Diego's. Oh, nice. With the other, the other visual, but the normal man, those those normal San Diego bull snakes are just or pits, right? Bull snakes, gophers, same thing, all of them, whatever pits. Yeah, they're they're just. I love how they wash out at the back, and mm-hmm. they're yeah. Uh, yeah, he said they were for sale. I looked them up. I was like, yeah, I'll take those. And he's like, yeah, hey, I got I got some other things. <laughs> like okay i've got some extra money what what you got <laughs> so that's how that's how i acquired six <laughs> maybe i can get a little bit of a deal if i buy six instead of two and i did it was the gophers the carpets and then the carpets it's two pairs of carpets oh two pairs of carpets okay. yeah one one Jake produced, one Riley Jiminson produced. Mm-hmm. One's a wild cut female, mm-hmm. and then an M. M pen, yeah, H, yeah. That uh, I remember that one he was talking about. Yeah. Yep. Nice. It's a good set, man. But yeah. No, that's I, I wanted to get into those. So for it's a good sure. set. Yeah, there's plenty of things to do with them too. There's plenty of plenty of variation between the two pairs yeah and i mean seeing some of the stuff that jake's produced you know with with what he's got so far man it's uh it's really good looking good looking garbage yeah i'm i'm excited i well like the the other thing is is it like it cuts some years out of this process right like and i put years into the process before and I I still got snakes that have years to go, and these snakes still might have a year or two, but at least I'm closer because I've been thinking about like getting geckos, breaking by what rule. What kind of geckos? Uh, don't ask questions yet, Smitty. <laughs> I'd be hitting up Phil for some geckos. Everyone wants geckos of some type. I I don't know. I think I'd go Australian, with the mm. or some leaf tails. Leaf tails are sweet. I have to have some Europlatus before I die. And yeah, leaf, leaf tails are worth the bugs. And then I really like those like super tiny micro things. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> like Underground had some like blue ones. I can't remember what they were, but they William's were like, eye. bright blue. Yeah. 
they stay like two three inches long i could yeah. go for those 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 would be super cool to keep i've even talked about like talked to someone i can't remember who but it would be like super cool to even like get a group of emerald swifts yeah like super small like i don't know seeing those last week and on inat in as many places as we did you know those would be those would be fun that'd be cool i don't know how do you not have strophorus phil uh money (laughs) money I, uh, never, I mean, you've never had them. Never had them. I missed the boat when they were like three hundred ish, and then it just got trendy, and now just they're missed like missed the boat seven hundred dollars ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I did. That's, that's 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 exactly it. That's how I feel like I am with hognose snakes, man. I missed the boat when I had them the last time, and it's it's too late now. At yeah. least to be in on that boat. That boat was yeah. a great boat to ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man, how prices have changed and availability has changed. And it's a wild ride. I firmly believe that hogs um, have and will surpass everything in terms of like being the next closest thing to ball balls. Yeah, them and Cresties. I don't even think Cresties can can really even come close. Like Cresties are popular because of how easy they are, you know, and stuff. But like, you don't get nearly the variation in terms of like options to work with in Cresties, and you do like Hognose. And I mean, they're like Hognoses. I mean, you're we're not even that far in in the grand scheme of things. No, hogs, really, you know, it's, it's crazy. That yeah. one price jump, though, man. I remember going to the reptile expo in michigan and i bought a pair of hognose snakes for a hundred bucks and uh, that was it out the door a hundred bucks a pair of hognose snakes wow nor just normals but like i can't get a hognose snake for but you've been a hundred bucks now (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think i saw normals at a show within the last couple years and they were like 130 or something a piece Wow. I remember looking at it being like, that's wild. Like, I remember just a year. Though, I mean, I guess ball pythons are just normals are just rampant. Oh, Matt's taking Spurge. Yeah, I have room for one more ball python. I need all my ball python sex to tell you what I need, but I've got room for only one more. <laughs> and it's Spurge and... Well, after that. Oh. That's three. <laughs> Gotta have four, man. Yeah, StreamYard is really sucking it up tonight. Also, like, let's talk about like internet and cell phone connectivity down here, because it sucks. <laughs> how is it better in south dakota I, mean, I don't know i was completely baffled when i'm like driving in town here and like my gps is like i see the bars on my screen and they're just gone and then they're back and then they're gone there's a couple spots yeah where i back. know like i can expect my service to 
dip out for and like, a mile I'm on, or two. I'm on Verizon, I too. am, too. So I, it it's not like I should, like, I should have great cell phone service everywhere. It's, but yeah, unless you go up and unless not as good as it used to be, unless you go up into the hills, man, you got cell phone coverage on any main highway in South Dakota. Do you go to any shows out there? There's only one. And yeah, I had the lady who started it on Twyla. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've invited Phil up to that show. If I live down here, there will be a car ride going to that show if anyone wants to hop in. Um <laughs> And there's Lisa, plenty of public land to camp on if you want. <laughs> Lisa, I see your message. She's saying that you guys are freezing and I'm not. So every time I see your guys' screen go flat, I like mute myself and play on my phone for a second till it comes back. <laughs> She's telling me I'm the only one working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Sorry, hey, go on. Oh, <clears throat> yay, stream yard. How often is she doing that show? Is it twice? Once a year. Once a year? Once a year, the weekend before Tinley. Which is mm. not amazing, but she almost did it on the Tinley weekend, and I was like, "You can't do that! Don't do that to people!" Like, yeah, like having carpet fests in like a weekend before Daytona. Burke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's the weekend before, not the weekend of. Making it a making a real Sophie's choice there. We have super good internet in South Dakota too. Like we were some of the first with gig internet. Like there's only like ten out there. Well, we there's also a lot of military installations going on out there, and a lot of research that no one knows anything about. You seen UFOs out there? No, oh, I met name. a lady who thought she saw them every day. <laughs> fair enough but no ghosts man we got ghosts everywhere has ghosts smitty i'm gonna have to just throw you in the car and we'll go find a ghost no. one day no, just like a snake you're not gonna okay. find it <laughs> here's the, the common the common thread in the several days that i've been watching my paranormal videos oh here we go i, I have learned <laughs> The top three things to not do and keep the spirits out of your dwelling. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Number one, at the very top of this list, like bad shit really seems to happen if you decide to get a Ouija board and fuck with that. <laughs> I'm not buying a Ouija board. That's, I'm not buying a Ouija that's board. Really I don't care if it's okay. made by Mattel. No. If a f my child brings in a Ouija board, I don't care if it's got Barbie on it, My Little Pony, whatever. Burn. I don't care. It's going out of it. It's not coming in this house. Whether it's real or not, don't even open yourself up to it. Just yeah. like the coral snake thing. If it's any of those colors, don't touch it. If it's a Ouija board, yeah. doesn't matter what color it is either. Ouija if it's boards new... are bad business, dude. But there's like a difference between like going somewhere that like you feel like there's people watching you when you're the only one in there. And, and like, like not like. Probably being. I, I've right had now. one experience of actually like physically being touched, but like if you're not in there, like, yo, you ghost, you're just a piece of crap, and you need to come and show yourself, or I'm gonna kick <laughs> your butt. Yourself, asshole. Yeah, you're just crap. Yeah, the whole provoking thing. Yeah, that that I 100% believe could go wrong. Um, just like a snake, though, man. Like if you're going herping, you're not like. 
poking the copperhead with a stick, like trying to make it all mad. <laughs> so, oh, like, don't make the ghost mad, but like, you can go see them. They're looking at you. <laughs> they can see you. You can't see them. That's the problem. You just get a thermal camera. Just like sharks. Dude, I've thought about that. I wish thermal cameras would work if you were out herping. Like, how awesome would that be? But it'll scan like a, a wood line and be able to pick out something just curled up. Yeah, you'd love it until you saw something you didn't want to see. Wait, what does that even mean? A ghost? They're watching. Yeah. Yeah. So Ouija That's boards, what, number one. Yeah. Bad deal. I agree. Really? Like <laughs> there's videos of people that just have like one sitting on their hamper in their room, like it's a you know, an old Coke can or something. Like it's just chilling. And then they're like, Why is this stuff happening to me? And it's like, Well, did you play with the Ouija board? Yeah, like two days ago, and everything's been weird since. It's like, well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. The second thing on that list is Creepy old dolls. Uh, yeah, dolls are creepy. I saw this, but this <laughs> dude had this old, like, court jester the size of a small child doll chilling in his room, staring at him while he sleeps. And I'm like, you're going to look at that and seriously not tell me that there isn't some sort of ghost attached to that or something <laughs> creepy. Like, that thing isn't a freaking portal to the other side <laughs> like, give me a break and then he like puts it in a room by itself and it like he hears knocking sounds on the wall and stuff and it's like he's like i wonder if it's from that doll and it's like what else could it be it ain't rats man oh man i wanted to go on ebay and buy a haunted doll because you can like go on ebay and buy haunted things and like a part of me is like what dude is like just go into the Salvation Army and buying the 50 cent dolls and just putting them on there? It's real. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, yeah, here, here, 40 bucks for this 50 cent doll I just bought. If it was really haunted, <laughs> but, they wouldn't be taking the time to sell it. They would be getting out of that house. Well, like, but the theory is, is like you give a child, a, like the ghost theory is you give the child a doll and like the child imprints themselves on the doll in some way shape or form and this is the old theory way back so Sounds like like some south dakota black like, hills voodoo if no I that's not south dakota it's that's way too old for south dakota man <laughs> south dakota's 1800s all right so what's number three yeah give me number three shit what was number three Well, I've only seen I've only seen one ghost in my whole life. And I was like 10 years old. And, you know, your mom like tucks you into bed. And at the time I had just gotten glasses and I had my glasses in the nightstand next to me. And I wake up it's like the fuckers in bed like Velma and Scooby Doo. Legit, <laughs> legit. My glasses. Legit. Can't see without my glasses. Velma's fuck, right? And I wake up and I see a ghost in my doorway and I like freeze. And I was like, oh, my God, the ghost. <laughs> and what, what do you do when you're a 10 year old kid? You hide under the covers, right? Yeah, because that's a force field. Because it, I, it, I'm it 32 is. And I still do it, that. It's it's bulletproof. It's demon proof. Like Can't it's a blanket. Now. Right? That's what the problem with the, that, the movie The Grudge. Is yeah, like, they took that away from you. They were like, yeah. "No, no, no! You're actually closer to it now, and it's yeah. there in there with you." Right, exactly. And so I cozy. get, so I get into the covers, and I'm like telling myself, "No, 
no, you're a big boy. You can do this. You, it's, it can fly through walls. How's it going to hurt you? It's made of air. So I stand up and I march over to it because I'm going to, you know, push it or something. I don't know. Meanwhile, the, the glasses are still in the nightstand. And I walk over and my mother had hung up my school uniform for the next day on a coat hanger on the doorknob. And with the like the light from the hallway illuminating it like reflected. Meanwhile, I'm blind as a bat because I didn't have my glasses on. And I hide a damn shirt hanging. <laughs> I walk up and as I get closer, I'm like, that's a fucking polo shirt. What the hell? <laughs> and I went back to bed. I've like seen doors slam, heard them slam. No one's there. Closing up bars up in Deadwood late at night. Like Deadwood's haunted. Dude, straight up. Deadwood. That's it's that if anybody if any place is haunted it's fucking deadwood yeah like well i bet you savannah's more haunted and that's right here <laughs> yeah smitty could go hear doors slam that wouldn't hurt him not as much as a getula would i'm <laughs> <laughs> like a sticky from the wind ptsd is real i don't oh, know man. man i just I don't understand. I'm agreeing with all your two points. Again, you've got the third like, one. Why the Ouija board? Like don't, you think it's cute and that it's like nothing's gonna come of it. Like, haha, let's see if anything actually happens. Like, why? Why even? Why even take the chance? Why find out? Is where I'm at. Well, I think that's like inviting them to talk to you when you're like versus like being in their environment and trying to observe them. Goes back right to reptiles, man. Like. You're you're like trying to, yeah. You're trying to like provoke it by making it talk to you, as compared to just being like, "Hey, bro, I'm here." Now, like, here's a flashlight that the light is on, but its battery's barely connected, so it can turn on if you touch it. Like, can you make it? Can you make it turn on? Well, okay. So the third one that also seems to be a common thread is these people have small children. That they find like staring at corners of the room. All of a sudden, they have imaginary friends that they didn't have before. And like, if if I started seeing any of that, I'd be like, I need you to cut that out like right now. Yeah. Like, even if you want. see it, stop staring at it. Don't tell me it's there. Like, you can acknowledge it all you want. If I'm in the room, it ain't there. Pretend. <laughs> Make yeah. believe that. Yeah. The. the- the child one scares me like all the ghost adventures stuff on where it's like the demon child you can hear it screaming in the background you know like <laughs> th- those ones get me a little bit but well, i've never like, experienced that because it's all deadwood stuff it's all like old west people and gunshots and yeah bar room brawling and that sort of thing well and that's like anna maria's cousin was saying that they have very small children and i guess like the eight-year-old sleepwalks so she'll feel weird at like three in the morning and wake up and there's just this little boy just staring three a.m is when it happens dude and like and she she says like hey buddy are you awake and like he snaps out of it because he was sleepwalking and like that is the creepiest of creepy see i used to sleepwalk as a kid a lot maybe i was at one point a conduit or you were just sensitive to it. I don't know, man. Because yeah. I used to, I'd get up and then I'd just go stand at my parents' bedside and stare at them for like twenty minutes, and then eventually they said I'd just turn around and go back to sleep. So, Lisa, I don't yeah, know. Jesus, Lisa, what are you doing, girl? Oh God, 
If you like, uh, if if I woke up and my child was staring at me blankly, <laughs> yeah, I'd freaked. probably punch her in the face, thinking <laughs> she was like there was a demon inside of her and that she got to go. What the yeah, heck? but how is women how is... and children last? I'd be out the house. You can Look, have them. You've, go. seen, you've seen the exorcism. You punch her in the face. It's not going to do anything. It's just going to hurt the kid. Her. Yeah. Yeah, but if she's not conscious, the demon can't use her body. That's how you so get DHS physical DCS pain your house. Physical pain, man. Oh, I talk to my sleep all the time, but I haven't slept walking a long time. Last time oh. I was sleepwalking was when I was in the snake room when I was living with Doug Peen in the trash can. Nice, nice. It's like that scene in Step Brothers. I- I'll kill you, little Nimoy. Yeah. And the clown has no penis. Dude, I remember like waking up and like thinking there was like a black mamba loose in my room. And so I'm like looking under my bed. Man. I'm like looking around trying to find it. Like, you had a black mamba? No. Okay. Like in my, in <laughs> my like, mind, I didn't I think did. you ever had a black mamba. All but... kinds of weird stuff, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Mike Kosicki, there's something on the wing. Something on the wing. Yeah, we can uh, uh, determine that the show has completely departed. Oh man, this show was <laughs> never about reptiles. <laughs> I came on. I was. I, I came. Oh, I was so happy. It's like, yay! I don't have to run a show, and it's not my show because, like, my show has a certain structure and a certain. What's that like? Certain. It's terrible. <laughs> I tried to do scheduling. It didn't work for me. I don't know. It just, yeah. Well, how about this? Did before I jumped in because I was late to the show? Did did we talk about how Matt has his has his own podcast and promote his podcast a little no, bit? No, we haven't. We, haven't we need to do to that. Yet. We need Fine, to do I'm that. Just, I'm just here. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you're our boy. Like we know you, but like yeah. some of the listeners, they may not know Absolutely. about Herb Talk Radio at all. So why don't yeah. you? Give us the rundown, bro. Let's, get, let's, good. let's put this let's put this this train back on track. <laughs> An away hour and forty five minutes in. Let's, the, let's, away from let's the ghosts. Finally start the this haunted? show. <laughs> Is it a the, haunted train? The tracks are not haunted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, I, yeah, I have a podcast. It's uh, Herp Talk Radio. I run it with Peggy Detmers. She's a turtle lady. She does a lot of conservation and turtles. Cool turtles. She, Those things are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it proves out. Um, man, I, I owned six snakes before venturing to South Carolina, where now I own... Double that. A little more. Uh, Baker's <laughs> dozen. Yeah. Let's just call it 15. <laughs> What is a baker's dozen? Can someone explain 13. that to me? It's 13. That's 13. stupid. No, it's you bought a dozen donuts. The baker gives you one for free as a thank you. It's a baker's dozen. That makes sense. It oh, doesn't. I'll buy that, Phil. Whatever. No, that, that's where it came from. But all right, so let me ask you this. So how, is it, what, how many episodes are you up to now? 18? Man, that's been two, it's, it's been two weeks. So I've been traveling. Yeah, you're doing family yeah. stuff. We get it. Trying to move. But so like 18, 19. There's, Excellent. There's like more than a day's worth of listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of hours of content. It's good. It's great. And yeah, I mean, we, we love Peggy. We love you. Uh, how did Peggy's you? Awesome. Peggy's awesome. 
how did you like my frozen oh no phil i'm not frozen you guys are frozen well we oh man how did i what now oh yeah we're all set now um i was gonna say how did you decide you wanted to do the podcast and then how did you and peggy get linked up okay um so even when i kept before i kind of wanted to do a podcast but then it was like blog talk radio days and that's it was a whole different world to try to network with people yeah to try to get people onto a podcast and i'm i'm nothing special i own very few snakes i haven't ever bred snakes i bred geckos um yeah but dude that like, that's irrelevant you're an active contributing member to our community and we love you for it right 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 but when you're asking people to come on your show it is uh, a little okay. relevant like a little bit you know okay um so yeah i, I always wanted to and then the blog talk thing kind of i didn't want to do that so then when i came back in and we got reptiles again i was like okay I'm going to do a podcast and I'm just going to do it. We're going to do it once a week and it's going to be the thing. Uh, I made a post on Facebook like, hey, anybody local into reptiles? What kind of reptiles? Like, tell me a little about yourself. And I had a good chunk of people comment, but none with the qualifications of Peggy, which I was kind of looking for like the scholar and the out in the dirt the academic the academic versus the high school guy uh yeah. you know um and it works it's yeah. it's the that dynamic is what i got that's what i wanted that's what i was hoping for when i made the post i got what i wanted and it's it's i like the show really it's great do. i like doing it too that's, yeah man you guys you guys complement each other really well you guys feed off of each other really well and you both have different questions for the guest different topics to to commiserate on it's great and totally different perspectives on the world too and we're so different then that's what makes it good because like she asked questions i'd never think of yeah you know completely different and i think different questions than like a there isn't many people that ask that would ask the exact same series of questions that she does. So sure. You yeah. know, it's very unique in that way. People don't realize, man, like a, a co-host like really can make a difference um, in terms of like that, having another perspective to see things at and, you know, ask the questions that, that, you may not have thought of on the spot or anything like that. Like, My, that was something I always thought Phil was, was really good at was asking questions that, that maybe were on my, my mental list, but for some reason just didn't happen or, you know, yeah. thinking of something that, that was a really good follow-up to something. I appreciate that. And I, I was just going to say that very similar thing of, Many people think about doing a podcast on their own, whether it be like, you know, Joe Rogan before he got really big or like Bill Burr has it. Bill Burr's the only host of the show. And it's very difficult to do that. And it's very difficult to keep things going. But if you have a co-host that you whether you agree on the topics or not, you can feed off of each other. 
and that just prolongs it and makes it bigger and better like i know for a fact in my soul that if i did a solo show like it, i i could not i couldn't do it two hours i couldn't but with with smitty we feed off each other we feed off of the guest like it, it it's so much more harmonious and i think you and peggy have a, a great way of doing that thanks i appreciate that um yeah we do i uh, i lost it again it's fine um it'll, it'll come to you, you you'll text me at two in the morning <laughs> yeah hopefully i'm not up at two in the morning your time because I mean, your time is now my time and <laughs> yes exactly, exactly two in the morning used to be midnight but <laughs> yeah <laughs> now it's two in the morning i actually i don't think you've actually ever texted me at two in the morning so don't no, worry about man, it <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> if i do you need to text me the next morning and be like yo you okay man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got you how was your night <laughs> oh i thought it was really neat that peggy came, like had this turtle thing you know pop up and then her going to i guess what's the equivalent of like south dakota dnr and saying like yeah hey i'm doing this you know are you guys cool with it and then them actually taking that a step further and sort of like entrusting her with that project and working with them to yeah and like her working with them before <laughs> sure helped in that department because mm -hmm. she knows everybody there and like that department is not big. Think right. about this. Think about this. Buford County, the whole county, is 200,000 people. Just in this county. Right. South Dakota is 800,000 people. So Buford is a quarter of the size of South Dakota. Buford County is a population. How long does it wow. take you to get from one side of the state to the other? Six hours. Like, laterally? Straight across. What about... That's the longest part of the drive here. Wow. Except for Tennessee. Tennessee's really freaking long, too. Yeah. But there's a lot to see in Tennessee. It's Florida so... flips sideways. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Now, that's interesting that you say. So you said there's 20,000 or 200,000 people in Buford? Yeah, about okay. Buford and County, Buford not County. Buford right. itself. Yeah, Buford yeah. County. Okay. So I'm in Broward County, right, which is Fort Lauderdale area. And there is approximately 2.4 million people yeah, that's in triple, my county. Triple the population of my state. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like that's our rent freaking incredible. Our rent there, we can't find a house for under three grand. But there is not that many people there to support that kind right. of money at all. Right. It's just not there. It's going to yeah. come crashing down real hard, and I want no part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, man. Wild. At least there's people here, you know? <laughs> I know, like, people suck, but you kind of <laughs> yeah. need people to make money to feed yourself, so. It's crazy how that works, right? It is. <clears throat> Meanwhile, my uh, my good buddy who he was a herper down by me, he moved to North Florida from North Florida. He went to North Georgia. He's got oh, man. He's got seven kids. He just moved to Alaska from Georgia. And like they did a whole, I don't know, it was a week or two drive with all the kids and they made adventures of it and went to national parks and like they did it right, you know. 
but dude what a what a crazy adventure that must have been yeah. I, I, have, I haven't even talked to him i was like look man get settled in get in your job and get the family going and then when you're yeah. chilling then you and i can have that that two three hour conversation about the whole adventure but i it's crazy i give you mad props for doing what you're doing brother man we are absolutely psycho if you want to know the truth <laughs> <laughs> like everyone in south dakota looked at us like we were crazy like everyone we tell along this journey they're like oh my gosh either like i wish i could do something like that or wow good job guys like we did this we like keep going man so Is it was that- only the people back home that was like you guys are really, really crazy. You want to leave that. this? Well, and that's what I was going to ask is I feel like a lot of times in the Midwest and like out in the, the Northwest, there's this kind of, I don't want to say small town mentality of like, we'll never leave or I got to get out because no one ever gets out. Is that kind of the vibe by you? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, okay. A lot of it. We got to get out because we're never going to get anywhere if we don't. Yeah. Um, and no one ever leaves. I mean, yeah. the people leaving, it's, you can check out. it's growing, so there's, it's not all inbred, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get um, what you're saying. Yeah, it's very small towny in that aspect. I mean, I don't ever plan on leaving Beaver. Yeah, Smitty's got more of a small town vibe than me, and he's in like oh, okay. a city in my mind. Beaufort yeah. County is bigger than any city in South Dakota. Beaufort used sure. to be considerably smaller and Oh, my grandpa was like, telling me Buford is smaller than Spearfish and, like, not even to worry about it. Like, it's just a super small town. Yeah, you were back here in 1950. Don't be talking to me about the size of anything anymore. Because yeah. uh, Ke- yeah. Kelly Kelly jumped in and says, it's a vortex that sucks you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Totally. Yeah. Um, and you just can't get out. Um, and then there is that, like my family moved there. So, but there's this whole, like, this is the best place to live mentality that everyone has, but they don't want anyone to move there. So they're like, if you say you're going to move there, like, oh, don't do that, man. Like, well, you don't want to live here. here. We get 40 below, man. You want to go to North Dakota, not South. Well, no, you want to go to Denver or somewhere else. Like, (laughs) just (laughs) go to Colorado. Um, but gosh darn I don't know I mean I moved around a lot as a kid because you know we were military and everything but I always wanted to live here and now that we do like I don't I don't plan on leaving I'm firmly convinced that I will die and be buried here so yeah I wish I had that feeling I feel like my life would be a lot further along if I felt that way I think it's because I wanted to live here so bad as a kid because all my family's from here. You know, it was like we always came here to visit, but we never lived here. And so it was like as soon as we got here, I was like, cool, I'm good. I also don't like change. I don't like I don't like cities. Like if I go to Atlanta, Katie thinks that I'm gonna have a freaking aneurysm because it's so nerve wracking. Like I'm not used to traffic, not used to chaos, not used to like zombie land, skid row homeless people. Like just I don't know. I can't. It's like it's a culture shock thing, dude. Like, <clears throat> even uh, where was it? Uh, like, we went to Atlanta a couple of years ago to the, go to the aquarium, and that was that was rough. And I was like, this is I don't know how people live there, a because it's too busy. Um, 
and then like even places like charlotte you know where there's just a lot going on i don't i don't know i'm not into it and i that's why i like this side of the county rather than like hilton head and stuff because it is considerably busier down there but i don't know dude like i complain about the drive across town here being 15 minutes but then guys like phil laugh because it's it's like that's <laughs> adorable hang on i've been in this town for four days the drive across this town to anywhere is 20 minutes. It is not 15. Unless you are downtown and coming to your house, and then it's 15 minutes. Sure. If you catch that bridge, then it's... Oh, then it's an 30. hour. Yeah. <laughs> one of the last freaking drawbridges on the East no Coast. No one warned me it, about that. that damn bridge. No one warned me. Why didn't anyone tell well, me? So, so how far is it from downtown to Smitty's house? 15 minutes no but how far eight miles eight miles so eight okay 8.6 i think is what my gps said today okay so my fiance's house is i think about seven or eight miles and with red lights and and normal traffic it may take me 45 minutes to get there holy cow yeah yeah see and kelly's couldn't do it kelly's mom lives like 86 miles away from us and we can make it there in an hour so wow <laughs> wow that's that's a little pushing it an hour and 10 minutes but the speed limit's also 80 out there man that's crazy so, well the wildest thing about around here because i mean just to get to like the fedex hub on hilton head so from here like from my house that's probably a solid hour Oh, yeah, because you got to go all the way around. Right. Like down here, we have all the damn like creeks and waterways and barrier islands and stuff. And on a map, they're like right next to each other. But like, it's that takes... hub on Hilton Head is literally like as the crow flies, like probably less than 10 miles. Yeah, you can see it from the beach. So it is less than 10 miles. But you got to so... go all like, go like inland and like all the way around. Well, I was mistaken. It's not eight miles. It's 18 miles. So I made that oh, mistake. Okay. That's a totally different story because My we, were, we were camping about 18 miles from downtown and that was 30 to 45 minutes contingent on traffic. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So it's about, it's about the same. Yeah. But it's because all the curvy roads and that. All yeah. the straight lines in South Dakota, you just get there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like even Charleston, like if, if you went on St. Helena, which is like the adjacent island to us, if they just built a bridge from the end of St. Helena, like you'd be in Edisto, which is typically like an hour and a half drive because you have to go in and around <laughs> when if they had just sort of connected these things somehow or another, you could literally be in Edisto in like 30 minutes. It's crazy. It just it's so bizarre. Like you look out on a map and everything's like right next to each other. But when you actually have to drive there, it's a it's a it's yeah, a freaking trek. I thought Charleston was way closer. I mean it would be if they find a way to build bridges. But well, we weren't even in that part. We were up in Somerville talking to the cold-blooded caffeine guys. Peggy talks to those guys. That interview is to come. Nice. That's awesome. I don't know how I want to release it. I've been really struggling with how I want to release content. How, just put way? it out, man. Yeah. Um, like schedule or just like. No, I just don't know if I want to put out like a twenty-minute podcast. I just I, 
I don't know. Content is content is content. I guess. Yeah, man. I don't yeah, know. man. Doesn't 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 matter if it's twenty minutes or if it's two hours. Content's good. Put it out. If there's anything I've learned over my illustrious career as a podcaster, it's that consistency is key. Yeah, and when you miss two weeks in a row, followed by another two weeks, and that's not great. Not great consistency going on over here. I mean, this we month. take a break at the end of the year. We take like half a month off, month off. Yeah, that's when our break is supposed to be. You know, but... it's like it's it's things happen. Jake was gone for a freaking year. Yeah, yeah, he was. Hey, I try to take care of business. <laughs> you did phenomenally. We're not complaining, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. At Venom Exchange Radio, I, I was trying to do one a month, and we lag behind, man, because it doesn't matter how many I get in the queue. It's it's just never enough. And I feel like that show could be way bigger than it is if we could do it once a week. But I think the biggest hurdle is just time schedules and time yeah. zones. And I don't know how, like, even like well, there's plenty of international people that we've wanted to have on both this and THP and stuff. And it's like, like UK is, is out unless we do it on a weekend. Cause they're what? Eight hours ahead of us. No. So UK is five hours plus American East coast. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. still like, so if it's noon here, have, it's 5 PM there. We're going to have people get up at, you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. You just have to do it on your lunch break, Smitty. And that's and that's honestly when Nipper and I record Venom Exchange Radio, the majority, I'd say at least a solid 80, if not 90% of our guests are international. And it'll be, you know, 11 a.m. for me. It'll be 4 p.m. for Nipper. It'll be 8 p.m. for someone in South Africa or 7 p.m. for someone in Egypt or, dare I say, it's 8 a.m. the next day for Sydney, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that is the sort of the ironic part is like the people in Australia are the easiest ones to work like time zone wise to yeah. work with because it's like it's like midday there, you know. Yeah. It's like it just like that's never an issue, but it's like every yeah. everyone in between Australia and us that's when it's like this gets, this and gets complicated. I'll tell you the, the easiest one was actually Lou Boyer because when we did Lou Boyer's episode, he was actually in Japan at the time, mm-hmm. but. It, he has like a like a condo in Tokyo or whatever, and he was in Japan, but he was still on American like time in his mind. Yeah. So he was wide awake at two a.m. and he recorded with us. So that panned out perfectly. But mm-hmm. had he been on Japanese time, it would have been screwed up big time. Yeah. Yeah. The handful of times we've done it, we've had to do it. We scheduled it for like a Saturday or Sunday, like late morning. I know, like when we had Daniel Natush on, that was a an early in the day thing. I think Luke was doing it. He's in California, so he was like up super early for that. Um, yeah, that's always the, been the biggest biggest struggle as far as us and guests go. I don't know what's been the sort of the biggest struggle for for you, Matt. Right. Overall, mine is scheduling, but I don't think it's in that way. I think it's more in the acquiring acquiring the amount of guests and the right time slots at the same time mm-hmm. There's a lot a, of parts. I, i've had very few people be like absolutely not bro don't contact me again but i'm also reaching out to people who i'm pretty sure will just be like yeah man like this sounds cool i'll do it mm-hmm. so 
Also, I didn't want to have a whole bunch of podcast hosts be my first episodes. And unfortunately, if you actually count, it's probably leaned that way. But that's okay, so, man. It's it, it's getting exposure. It's getting, right. you know, the, the, the people that, uh, I don't want to say us, but like, for example, both of us have been on your show. Yep. And we have oh jake is so pissed what's that jake is so pissed because he's the only one who hasn't been well that's his own fault <laughs> that is his own fault it's his own i fault. got two jobs man i know I, and I know he has two jobs that's why i haven't asked him he's busy wednesday nights why would i even <laughs> ask him yeah, yeah. so what i was saying is is like we have a good amount of listeners npr has a good amount of listeners you know what i mean so it, it's it's smart to have to, for us to share the exposure you know right um I will say this though, I love Peggy's turtle involvement because there isn't, and we're guilty of it. This show's guilty yeah. of it. We're all guilty of it. There's not enough, and Smitty knows what I'm about to say. There's not enough Chelonian action out there. And, you know, there's let's two do it. podcasts that I know of that are completely turtle and tortoise centric, and that's Pierre Leone's show and then Pondcast. And then I'm sure there's some of the more like academic related stuff. Um, uh, there's Let's Talk does. Turtles that Ryan Dumas does. Yeah, yeah. With That's uh, what I was Tom of. Arbor. Yep. Is that his last name? I think so. I hope so. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Like, there's never a particular reason as to why that's been the case. It's just one of those things where it's like we had Dumas on to talk pancakes. You know, we've had Pierre Leone on to talk Spangler Eye. You know, the Conixus guys, like stuff. I don't I don't know. Like maybe it's just because Let's, that section of the hobby just isn't as big. It's harder to find people that are more in it in like a a more serious capacity, I guess. I don't know. I think that those are the easiest for me to find, man. The turtle guys. The turtle guys. Really? Like, oh man, that's the thing. Like I'm See, not a turtle guy, but I could run a dang turtle podcast thanks to Peggy and like an yeah. only turtle podcast. Because she's got a handful of connections, but those handful of connections, like, own the market, man. Mm -hmm. And they don't have huge collections, but they own the market on what they do own. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like, at least for this show, obviously it's snakes and stogies. It's, it's snakes. Yeah, they're not going to have turtle people on. And, that, and that's not true. Because, well, like, like, yeah, like so, Smitty was yeah. saying, we, we have our, our Conixus boys and, yeah. we, you know, Dumas and stuff. And I feel like that's because we love those turtles. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's easy to have guests who specialize in species that you're interested in as a host. Right. Right. That doesn't that I'm not poo pooing on on box turtles and not poo-pooing on sliders like our terrapins or any of that like dude i'm on a wood turtle kick man i've been doing my wood turtle homework i'm probably not going to own them just because i don't feel like i could do them justice i've said this before but like we should totally have some wood turtle people on you know and and, and, and thp as well because that's more herp centric as a whole but it it is something that i feel is lacking but because you guys are you guys it's it's a beautiful gateway it is. I, I appreciate it, too. And they've been so welcoming. Like, I went over and toured collections. Like, they've been so welcoming just mm -hmm. as well. So, I don't know. The turtle, the turtle market is where the ball python market was about 20 years ago. Okay. I can see that. And that's, that's where it's at. So, like, 
the really cool stuff in turtles is a lot of morph projects because they're like proving them out like peggy is proving out a morph uh like um patrick who i went and saw who's got all the all the turtles on my instagram recently um he's got the majority of all the exanthic red eared sliders wow like the majority of them in the country mm-hmm. so wow. he's got that market locked down mike the guy that got he was sick but i was supposed to go see his place i would have been like one of four or five people to see an albino eastern painted turtle wow like so and maybe it, maybe it's because it's like the ball pythons like the ball python you, you guys don't do too many ball python people or morph things either because yeah. it's more sciencey right it's not oh let's make this combo with this combo you yeah. guys are more academic yeah more, more natural yeah. history i mean i think the the ball python thing is mostly because there's plenty of ball related stuff that's sort of already out there and i don't feel like we're clued in enough to really be able to do it much justice if that makes sense sure sure i also you feel know? like and, to, to coincide with that it's almost it we've said this before it's it's its, its own hobby it's its own yeah. it's its own thing it's big enough to be its own separate part yeah yeah and I, there's just not a ton of interest there for me like i mean there's i would much prefer to talk turtle morphs with somebody than ball python morphs yeah i can hope I can hook that up for Nothing you. Nothing against ball pythons, but I mean, there's all like I I know uh, off the top of my head a couple of podcasts that are already completely focused on those, and it's like they're going to be able to cover that stuff a lot better than I would. Yeah, like, all the questions for... I'm going to be asking are going to be pretty pretty rudimentary and probably pretty dumb. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would sound dumb if I had a ball python person on, but I guess I wouldn't because like my podcast is me sounding dumb anyway, asking dumb questions to people. So (laughs) they're good questions, but sometimes they are dumb. I look, man, but they're dumb. They're dumb for the information. They're like, there's a dumb question coming. I'm like, this is gonna, this is gonna be a dumb one. But yeah, and if you if you don't ask, you'll never know. Right, right. You know, I don't, I don't care how stupid I sound asking a dumb question, but I want to get the answer. I want to get the knowledge. You know, and and there's one thing that. I've noticed from this show is that I've had people reach out to me and, and like we, we always talk in scientific names, right? And this show is one of the one of the ones that's very guilty of it where we don't say what it really is. So unless someone's not driving to work and they're on a computer or they're on their phone and they can be Johnny on the spot and Google or try to Google the scientific name that we used, it makes it it makes it difficult to listen for 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 a lot of listeners. Um, many times where I've been at work listening to you guys <laughs> and like okay what i don't even know what they're talking about keep listening when you get some time man when you get some yeah, time and, figure and it I, out. I i use that as as an example because it, it you gotta you gotta slow down like we gotta slow down sometimes and re- remind ourselves like okay not everyone knows what oreo cryptophis is you know what i mean and and let's and that's i've been tr- i've been trying to and i know smitty's done it too it, i've been trying to rewind or like like pause in parentheses to give a little explanation as to what might be being discussed and i don't want it to come off as condescending and i don't want it to come off as preachy or dare i say mansplainy pretentious pretentious but 
I feel like there is a lot of times that we have to do that. And, and I hope that people aren't taking it in a negative way. And I look at it the same way as me asking a quote unquote dumb question. You know what I mean? I'm spell it out for me. Cause yeah, I don't know what that means. Doing the re- That's what I mean by dumb questions. I mean like the, the simple <laughs> questions, even they're yeah. not dumb, like, right. But, but ha- I ask a lot of questions that I know an answer to sometimes, you know, like, I ask it for the listener because that's who it's about. And, sure. And the guest as well to be able to share their knowledge. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Again, I have six, six snakes in boxes and they're not breeding age and like very little experience in the breeding of snakes, but I can ask questions <laughs> and share, yeah. share, share someone else's information. And that was, that's, that's where the whole, like, I love the NPR comment that we got because like no that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like just facts i mean yeah fun too but like npr like okay so how are you today you know yeah yeah and let and let's be real man that's what it is it is a super duper compliment to even be compared in the remotest way to one of the greatest radio shows of all time right you know what i'm saying yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so like I even love, though I, even though we may be breaking stones and, and being friendly about it like yeah. that's a huge compliment oh it yeah is. no and and this like how i how i try to structure my questions and how me and peggy interact is it's set up in that npr fashion it's set up yeah. in that that if you know nothing you should be able to listen to this and know what's going on. Yeah. I also, I, one day you, you and Peggy got to do the, the side-by-side skit from Saturday Night Live. You know, the two, the two women, uh, this is like 1990s Saturday Night Live with the, the two women making fun of NPR and they're very slow talking, but everything is a sexual innuendo. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have seen this. Yeah. You have seen this. It's like, it's like, Hi, and uh, today we're talking about about Matt's muffins. Matt Matt made some delicious muffins. Have Smitty, have you have you tasted Matt's muffins? Oh 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 yes, I, I've tasted Matt's muffins. They they, they were some moist muffins. You know, <laughs> you guys got to do that one day. Got to hear it. <laughs> Fair enough. We got to have one mess around episode because I'm like real serious, like all business. I yeah no. When that record button gets pressed, I'm. I'm me, like I'm still the same person, but I'm a different person at the same time. You know, it's a cleaned up version, man. Yeah, it's like I get it. If you're serving at a restaurant that serves, your plate's gonna cost you two hundred and fifty bucks. Like that server better be just on point. Yeah, that's that's how I feel every yeah, time you I don't, hit that button. You don't want to go to the Michelin star restaurant and all of a sudden the waiter comes over and goes, "What's up, dudes? Figure out what you want." Right. Yeah. Right. This it. is. This is yeah. That's why I was so happy to come here. It's not my show. I don't. Like, it's always so nice. When I don't you have to. Bag. You ain't got to. You ain't driving. You're no. home for the ride. Yeah, hundred percent. I was so excited about that. I'm like, and then, like, I don't have to like watch things as hard because it's not my show. Yep. You know, yeah. my show's branded a certain way. I want to keep it that way. But I am a real human. I do cause. What a weird yeah. One. Every time you want to talk about. Lisa's sweaty balls. Feel free to come on Snakes and Stogies. Oh, man. But Phil, you said we use 
scientific names a lot, and we don't call them by their real name. The scientific name is the real name. Forgive me for not speaking oh, in, man. in correct nomenclature. Ugh. I meant common names, common American English names. I have to preface with American English because there's some of our listeners that speak proper English and they would highly disagree. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really feel like bad that we use scientific names as much as we no, do. No, neither do I. But it's, I just, I also, I don't can understand those. I don't want to be that snooty asshole that only speaks in generics, you know? I I think we try to, like, because I use scientific names a lot. So, like, Peggy has no idea, <laughs> which really helps. Because, <laughs> like, I'll say, yeah, I got, I, I caught an erodia last night. And she'll be like, what? <laughs> what's, an a what's an erodia, Matthew? Um. <clears throat> So then I have to be like, yeah, I caught a Nerodia, yeah, a water snake. And then that's on the podcast. Like, I've got both of them. Yeah, that's, so, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and what's yeah. funny is, I guess, Smitty and I were talking about uh, um, leopard rats and on a, a, one of our recent episodes, and Nipper messaged me. He's like, oh, I heard you talking about leopard rats. Which ones were you talking about? And I said, well, when we talk leopard rats, we're talking about Zemensis. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know? <laughs> and and he's like, oh, okay, just making sure. Because <laughs> it's like, that's the only leopard rat. Taxonomy <laughs> isn't real. There you go. Yeah. No, it is real. You shut your whore mouth. No. It's real sometimes. Real made up by humans. Real made up. <laughs> <laughs> real fake just, doors. Yeah. Are you in need of a real fake door? Come to Matthew's real fake doors. I don't. It's to me. It's just a habit at this point. I guess I don't. I, I I've mentioned in the past. Like it really became a habit when I was deep into inverts because yeah, common yeah. common names don't get used in tarantulas and scorpions and stuff like that. Like it does not happen because there everything has about ten different common names. Just in English, I'm sure in other languages and native languages, there's probably ten others, but every village has a different name yeah. for the same scorpion. Just yep. So I don't know. Like that's when it really kicked in for me and it just never really left. And that's just like half the time someone will ask me like what's what's a you know, what's a chance and I and I have to like think for a second because there's at least two common names that I can think of. Oh, it's man. like I can tell you either or, but you're probably still not gonna like it's still not gonna you're you're gonna be like what's that? Touring your room made my brain hurt because I had to think <laughs> because you were like this is a that's the persinum yeah that's the Jansen eye uh huh that's the you know what else do I have and you know there's more than one snake with the name Jansen eye right? Dion's. I'm pretty sure there are two. There is more than one Jansen eye snake. Possible. I'm pretty sure because if you Google Jansen Eye Snake, you're talking Ganya Selma, right? Of course. Okay. There's something else though. I'm pretty sure. There's there's one there's one there's one of those. It's either that or in pits. There's one of those Latin names Jan that I. if you just use it, yeah, that might be it. Might just be Janai and Jansen Eye. Jansen Eye are way cooler than Janai. They're just so close, man. Can we just but call like the them... bimagulata and the Dion's? Yeah, but like I don't know. Again, it's just like 
the Maclets thing and it being like the short form for me. It's like it's easier for me to say bimaculata or bimac than twin spotted rat snake. Fair enough. Mike said you never call the rhinos by their scientific name. Yeah, that's true. Because rhino, again, short form form is easier to say than balanderi. What's like whatever you want to say. Like vertebralis. Like at one point I had multiple different animals that were all vertebralis. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a gecko and two different snakes. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, you're talking about you talking about the gecko or you talking about the gopher snake, you know. (laughs) I mean the the persimmon are a good example of that too, because those have green bush snake, green trinket snake. I think there's at least another common one more common name for them. Like there's just like if I say green bush snake, are we talking about persimmon or are we talking about African? Like, yeah, you, you should use both. You should use both every time you're on the podcast. I should say Ganyasoma or Radnophis persinum parenthesis green trinket snake. Yes, I like I, I like your your genera correction. Yes, <laughs> we, we use the proper nomenclature. That's all right. Look, I fully accept that that. Cane toads and and the like are Renella, but I'm still gonna call them bufos, you know, like chondros. Yeah, chondros. yeah, I call chondros chondros. Yeah, and I still call IJs IJs. You're not yeah, gonna get for to sure. switch the poplins. IJ is yeah. way quicker. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you have it, it, natives to the province of West Papua that still refer to it as Irunjaya. You know, <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. I mean, if like, yeah, that whole argument's just so dumb because it's like, if I say, you know, Poplin Carpet or West Poplin Carpet, you know what I'm talking about. If I say IJ, you know what I'm talking about. Well, it's now, like the whole venomous versus poisonous thing, like the people that have to, like, they cannot, with every fiber of their being, they cannot not correct someone on it. It's like, I know when someone says poisonous, I nod my head. I'm like, I know what you mean. Like, I, well, isn't it, isn't it where I think, English and Spanish is the only time, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong. English and Spanish is the only two languages that will that differentiate venomous and poisonous. Something to that extent. I don't know because venomous in Spanish is venenosus, I believe. That's what I'm saying. I think those are the only two languages. Po- that... I don't know what poisonous is in Spanish. Oh, I don't know. Google. Yeah. Well, boys, I hate to be that guy, but we're at two hours and 30. Is there anything else you guys want to touch base on? Because I got to work in the morning. Yeah, y'all got to work in the morning. I got to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Oh, no. Poisonous in Spanish is venenosa. (laughs) Oh, okay. Or venenoso, depending on if you're masculine or feminine. Interesting. So then maybe I was wrong. Maybe it wasn't Spanish. But uh, Matt, where can people get a hold of you, brother? Uh, at Herp Talk Radio on Instagram. We have a group on Facebook, Herp Talk Radio. That's where you can find me. Excellent. That's, that's all I'm repping right now, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. Herp Talk Radio. Check it out. Matt and Peggy busting it. Is there an official release schedule or is it kind of just when you get a chance to? I know we you record to, on Wednesdays, but. We try to go live Wednesdays. Oh, so it's, it's or, always live. It, no, we try. Well, I have one in the back burner usually. Okay. So I could go live or just release. Right. But that's kind of gone right now because 
yeah, yeah traveling and stuff but, okay yeah that's how we usually set up and that and i couldn't get my computer to actually render the video um oh. it kept hitting 86 percent, and just was like yeah i'm i'm done trying to oh, stream yard make your video for you not stream yard oh no that's like video editing software oh okay all right sorry stream yard i'm still <laughs> mad at you for the connection yeah tonight's not been great yeah. it's been better than it has been I don't know. Like for some reason, I think my internet's been having issues. So I like restarted my modem before we even got started and everything, just preemptively. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. This episode was brought to you by Fulvius Apparel. FulviusApparel.com. Give it a follow. Facebook and Instagram at Fulvius.apparel. Uh, Blackboxcages.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Yeah, it's all reversed and weird. <laughs> uh, and then Puget Sound Pythons, the newly married awesome people of the Pacific Northwest. Go give them a follow on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, yeah, I'm assuming they're they're not going to be posting much uh, at the moment because I'm sure they're honeymooning and all that good stuff. So Yeah. Uh, we will not be having THP on Thursday because Jake is going out of town Friday and said something about wanting sleep and to pack. What oh, a man. bitch. Just throw him in the car and tell him he can't sleep. He'll sleep in the car. He'll let you drive. Don't worry. He was like, <laughs> are we doing THP Thursday or are we going to skip? Because I, I, I'm going out of town Friday. And I, I'm like, whatever, man. Do what you want to do. I'm good. I even gave him crap. I'm yeah. like, we could have talked about everything we're doing, but no. Rep, nep, that's no. another question now. I could have found a little coffee shop somewhere. He could have bragged about all the stuff he put you on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> put him on. How awesome he is with catching me a The Copperhead Lord. Man, I ain't never seen one, so that's cool. I would have. No, his like, bragging the, like all the Copperheads he's found and stuff is just. Cracks me up, man. Three in like thirty minutes is pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. But he cannot for a minute take Smitty. credit for that as as skill. No, that's all random chance. But it was skill to find that road that produces three copperheads in thirty minutes at the right time of day. That's true. That's sure. what the skill came they in. They come to me. It was skill to cut it out of, out of a freaking, oh, man. basically a cast net. <laughs> Smitty uses garden nets to catch snakes. That's right. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are using all this gas and stuff to go find them. You guys are playing checkers. I'm playing chess. Yeah, Smitty uses neighborhood watch and oh, public man. outreach. <laughs> That's right. They come to me. Except corals. Forever evade me. Your friendly neighborhood snake. Man. I wish they would get a damn coral stuck in that garden netting. That's yeah, what I should no. have told them. Be like, it's still, need it's, need it still wouldn't count as you finding it. I don't care. I just want to see one with a pulse that isn't paper paper thin on a road. You got to go drive the road, man, and not be the guy who runs it over paper thin. And it's I, just got to be don't. random chance. I'm always hours late because that thing's already like origami. Just gorgeous oh, and folded up, and I always hope that maybe the tear that will drip from my cheek will hit it, and it will spring back to life. And that's how I felt about the gator, man. <laughs> that's how I felt about the gator. 
but you did still see live ones. Yeah, that's very true. And I can God go see him anytime. Dead corals and is mm. like, this is all you get. He likes to pick off my feelers and watch me squirm. <laughs> On that <Anyway>. note, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody later. Bye.